once again to the Legion of Reason Diversion. I'm your host, the Supreme Reverend Dr. Randy Tyson, and I'm joined at this moment, I don't know where Twilight is, but I'm joined by Christine. Say hello, Christine. Christine the bat. Hello. Not really a bat. Hi, I'm an upside-down bat. (laughs) And excuse my furnace. Yeah. Yeah, well. (laughs) Very appropriate for all the... uh, the wailing and gnashing of teeth going on with the Game of Thrones, people not being ha- happy about it. I don't care because I couldn't get into it. It just look. I gave it three episodes. That's that's my rule. Three episodes. If I'm not hooked, I'm done. And uh, well, I even tried to read the first book, and it was like, oh god, how droll this thing is. Sorry, sorry, Game of Thrones fans, but uh, no. I really don't care how bad you feel about this. <laughs> um, and I've, anyway. I've only seen two or three episodes, but I'd like to see more. Would you? Yeah. It looked pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, yeah. There's lots of spoilers. Up to binge watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how are you doing? Uh, been, well, I guess a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Right. We went to see um, Brian Cox uh, mm-hmm. a few days, a few nights ago. And that was a uh, really good good talk, and I I, I didn't actually learn anything. Um, I knew pretty much everything that he was saying. So, uh, but I'm I'm probably in the minority. Uh, <laughs> the one the one thing that I did uh, learn is that I guess they must have updated the number of galaxies in the in the visible universe. Uh, it went from a couple hundred million to 1.2 trillion and and he was citing two trillion uh that's about that's the one thing i learned you know we talked a bit you know we talked a bit about the black hole at the center of our galaxy which is about four million uh solar masses uh that's a baby compared to some of them Uh, what he didn't mention was some of the other ones Uh, there are some that are known to be 500 billion solar masses uh, that's a that's a lot of that's a big black hole, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of wish he'd have shown uh, something like the what infrared uh, telescopes can peer to the center of the galaxy, uh, whereas visible light doesn't get here because of all the uh, dust that gets scattered. But if you look at uh, infrared images of the center of the galaxy. You can see stars moving around something that is not there. It's not detectable. It's there, of course, but you can't see it. And uh, the well, one star comes very close to the to the singularity, and at its uh, fastest, it's moving at about thirty percent of the speed of light. That's a massive star moving thirty percent of the speed of light. That's just unreal. Yeah, um, I'm uh, not exactly trained to, um, you know, um, understand this information necessarily. But in terms of you know deliver delivering it in a kind of you know way I could understand it, it was it was great, and it was a performance yeah. too. You know, yeah, it was a performance. It was really, uh, you know, yeah, we talked a yeah. bit about the theory of relativity. Uh, oddly enough, a couple of weeks before, I had been actually watching a, a le- series of lectures on gravity. And it was talking about some of the stuff that uh, that Brian Cox talked about, like world lines and uh, light cones, and mm. how they how they operate in inside that th- you know theoretical framework. 
So yeah, it was an yeah. enjoyable time. Uh, all three of us were there, mm -hmm. uh, as as were some other people that we knew. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Randy had a, an extra ticket because his wife was studying for exams, right? Yep. yep. And she's yep. a full fledged and, RN uh, now. That's awesome. Congratulations, yep. Rhonda. Yay. She passed her, her NCLEX exam. Yeah. And she just has to Excellent. finish some paperwork, basically. And cool. pay, pay her dues. <laughs> and she's, <laughs> she's registered. So there we go. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Oh, we got a lot to go through tonight. Um, because, am I wearing the right glasses? Yes, I am. Good. Uh, these are my computer glasses, so I'm, I don't have to just keep doing this because with progressives, I keep, keep having to kind of bob my head to get just the right uh, focus. <laughs> yep, I'm getting old. This really sucks. This whole getting old. Mm. Uh, I have issues with my eyesight. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I used to be able to read like this close. Actually, it's still not too bad, but it's fuzzy. And, okay. Uh, it, it's uh, you know, as you age, your eyes cannot focus that close, and uh, hence progressives. Well, um, I um, I'm very nearsighted. So I can read that close. In fact, I'd have to read that close if I don't have glasses on at all, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> and then legally blind in the other eye, too. So that's, <laughs> that's a bit of fun these days. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, I don't know where Twilight is. I keep an eye out for her on, uh, on Skype. Uh, yeah. Bring her in if uh, she, she appears. Oh, man, do we have a lot to talk about tonight? Because we've basically been, what, three weeks since we've done a potpourri episode, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I think yeah. uh, I think we'll start with uh, a bit of Quack Watch here. Or Quack Traps. It's time for... <laughs> quack Tracks. All right, quack tracks. Yes, uh, this isn't really so much of a quack track as as uh, it is uh, something that you know p governments are, you know, public health officials are getting tired of, uh, you know, measles running around and people not getting vaccinated just because, rather than for actual medical reasons. And uh, here we'll go over here. Uh, Germany is really tired of this. They, they may fine parents of children who haven't received, received the measles vaccine. And uh, that's for, you know, children that are of school age, obviously, who haven't been vaccinated. Well, you should get your boosters as an adult too, right? Oh, yeah, you should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the, yeah. the, the fine's hefty. It's, it's 2,500 euros, so, you know, 3,500 Canadian. Yeah, uh, wow. That's, that's a serious fine. And uh, they're also going to be banned from going to daycare facilities. And that is to mm -hmm. protect others who are either too young or medically unable to get vaccinated. And I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That should be standard policy in any daycare facility or public school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. I, I'm, I applaud this. And they've Germany's had 
203 reported cases of measles in the first week of first 10 weeks of 2019 alone. So that's twice as many as they had uh, in the same period last year, uh, but fewer than 2017. So they've had, you know, up and down. Uh, but, you know, they're tired of fighting this. And it's about time parents did the right thing and actually, you know, showed they care about their kids and get vaccinated. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to attribute bad intent or anything, but, you know, it makes me very angry when um, people don't bother to look up um, the credible claims as opposed to the, um, you know, bullshit sites, right? The problem is that the general public isn't very well equipped to distinguish those things. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things where, you know, we should, you know, uh, defer to expertise. And when some nobody come, well, that's the problem. Sometimes it's not a nobody. Wakefield had a medical license. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, and he's still out there touting his bullshit. Yeah. Well, listen to Dr. Oz. He's, you know, from what I understand, as a cardiologist, he's pretty, pretty good. But it's all this other crap that he peddles on his TV show. Yeah, and then there's Deepak Chopra. Yeah, same thing. Medical doctor. Yeah. And he spouts bullshit. It's amazing. But people buy it. This is the thing I don't understand. I think they want to buy into it. I mean, it's something you have to want. Well... Maybe you just said you don't understand, and maybe it's kind of like the virtue. Oh, I understand this because it's explained in such vague terms that mm-hmm. yeah, like it's impossible to understand, right? Mechanics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there isn't a person on the yeah, planet that yeah. understands it. Use it, yes, but understand it. Yeah, it, it boggles. Yeah, and even if you're good, even if you're using it in the mathematical sense, that's a very small percentage of the population too. Yeah, I used to do that. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. uh, we used it all the time in chemistry because it's, uh, and anything to do with spectroscopy is, is quantum. So okay. We have, to, we have to know this, this stuff. Yeah. Um, quantum yeah. computing, which I know nothing about, but. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I don't know much about quantum computing at all. I don't understand yeah. it. Uh, but I think it's a thing. You know, that's yes, it is. based in and it's a very, <laughs> yeah, very difficult yeah. thing to it's do. Not a superstitious claim, let's put it that way, right? <laughs> yeah. It, Whereas, I uh, do know that things like it will make uh, cryptology uh, obsolete. There, there will be no code that can, can't be broken. Okay. Uh, so, so, there's some, you know, it's a double edged Yeah, story. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um,. Yeah, because it can solve all possible, or can find all possible solutions simultaneously. Hmm. Uh, what else? Yeah, so that's that's Germany. That's a good thing. I don't know how we got to oh, quantum mechanics from <laughs> vaccination. No but we did. Wow. I, I, it's amazing how these things go. Um, <laughs> yes, let's move on. Oh, we just yeah. wrinkle here in Canada. <laughs> so so this, th- there's this unvaccinated teen in Kentucky who took his school he's a, he's a Catholic took his school to court uh, he sued after this 18 year old Jerome Kunkel 
uh, sued after students without chickenpox immunity were banned from playing sports or attending school. And this was while there was an outbreak where dozens came down with the measles. And a judge sided with the health department, as, they, as he should, saying that the 18-year-old does not have a right to play sports, which is true. Mm -hmm. he, and yeah. his, he, this, this teen was claiming that his rights were violated, but, but nobody's sticking a needle in his arm. You've yeah. got a choice. Yeah. You have a choice. You can stay at home and learn that way or go to school vaccinated. Uh, unless, you know, he, if he had already had it, it would have been fine. But I mean, why, why would you want to get it anyway? His objection uh, was religious. Shock and surprise. Uh -huh. uh, because uh, uh, we said that it, it goes against his religious beliefs because aborted cells were used to derive the vaccine. Wow. Uh, you know, that was true in like the 60s. But no <laughs> human cells have been used since then to produce vaccines. Uh, so, and, the, and not only that, but the judge cited a document signed by the plaintiff's family when they initially invoked their religious ex exemption. And that on that uh, uh, piece of paper was this, uh, I'm quoting here, this person may be subject to exclusion from school, group, act group facilities, or other programs of the local, if the local and or state public health authority advises exclusion as a disease control measure. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's one of those bits of, uh, um, you know, that's on a waiver, and it, it actually got invoked. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's one of those CYA statements. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's only, there are only about 18% of the student body that is vaccinated against such diseases as chickenpox. That's a horrible number. I know, that's amazing. Wow. So, so what happened to this guy, kid later on? Well... Makes the headlines again. Kentucky teen who sued over vaccine gets chicken pox. <laughs> oh, so, the irony. Uh, yeah, come up and says, is, yeah, totally just come up. And, uh, he, his, his lawsuit originally, you know, uh, argued that the vaccine is immoral, illegal, and sinful. Hmm. Fuck <laughs> off. Um, yeah, this this school, by the way, is Our Lady of the Sacred Heart Assumption Academy in Walton, Kentucky, and they've had uh, <laughs> thirty-two pupils come down with measles. Congratulations! Yeah, wow. Yeah, I tend to associate the anti-vax movement more with like New Agey people rather than, you know, fundy mm -hmm. Christians. Yeah, uh, or, so or that's Catholics a bit of a in general. I don't hear Catholics. Yeah. Uh, complaining about this yeah but you know what oh except for the hpv vaccination oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does this uh -huh. tell our kids well it tells them that you care about them uh, yeah yeah to get to get the hpv vaccine vaccine oh yeah bishop henry oh i've missed you so much uh <laughs> you know I, the the guy that we have now i can't even remember his name he's so uh completely unconsequential <laughs> well that's good if he's shutting the fuck up <laughs> well it might be more underground than than you know probably which yeah would be a problem yeah but, um yeah 
Yeah, I, I, I loved Henry. He gave us so much material. Oh well. <laughs> um, yeah. These, his, his lawyer was saying these are deeply held religious beliefs. They're sincerely held beliefs, and I'm like, measles don't care. That, <laughs> really? Chicken yeah. pox don't care. Like. like and and not only that, but it's not necessarily all about you. Exactly. Idiot. Uh, the Catholic Church has told its members it is morally justifiable to use these vaccines, though it wants alternative treatments developed without using saw lines of illicit origin. Hmm. No, how about no? <laughs> <laughs> You know, Ugh, we, illicit you know, origin. What does that mean? Illicit or origin. They're referring to aborted uh, fetuses. Yeah. Being used. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, get over it. Mm-hmm. Just stop it. Well. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that was quack tracks. I. I. <coughs> I, I I'm going to go into. Uh something a little more local Ontario I guess you want to call that local uh, okay. Toronto which and I believe I that Twyla won't be joining us oh okay so. okay so that's sorry Twyla we miss you yeah, yeah. Um, sorry yeah uh, this is in Toronto which uh, sorry Torontonians but most of the rest of the country including most of Ontario <laughs> doesn't consider part of Canada but anyway uh, Ontario's <laughs> highest court rules doctors must give referrals for services they oppose. So uh, the uh, Ontario College of, of Physicians and Surgeons uh, had a new um, guideline that, that uh, doctors must make a referral. If, if they are not themselves, it goes against their own personal beliefs, they must make a referral. Uh, on mm -hmm. and it's not just about medical assistance and dying, but it includes contraception and abortion. Good. Yay! Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Okay. Finally. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked about doctor, family doctors, or, or clinics, where there'd be a sign saying, "I don't prescribe birth control. You can go somewhere else." Yeah. But, wow. And people would say, "Well, so what? Because you could go." to another uh, another clinic but that doesn't change the ethics of the situation so I, f I find it very unethical mm -hmm. to take something like contraception which is not always you know like like birth control pill is not always prescribed for contraception purpose purposes yeah and yeah, that's absolutely. on the table I don't find that very ethical um, yeah yeah and and it to be fair, they ha there has to be some place nearby that does. But still, I don't find that, I find that a, a caveat that it doesn't change the ethics of things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, but anyway. at least it changes the practice. Yeah. Exactly. And, so, you know, this is long. with the change in, you know, sometimes you have to force, you know, um, these things along and make people, you know, think about their ethics more deeply, I suppose, right? Uh. They make again these doctors that went to court to try and get this this uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for this edict uh, uh, stricken uh, that you know they're worried about what's called effective referral which 
is a new buzzword invented by uh, people like ethicist, ethicist. Not Catholic at all, ethicist, Margaret Somerville. Mm. No, I'm not Catholic. Mm -mm. Yeah, <laughs> just read her stuff. She's Catholic through and through. She, she like uh, somebody I know said, uh, said uh, about her, uh, she pretends to not be Catholic. You know, that's that's huh. pretty apt description of her. Uh, wow. they, they invent this term effective referral. Uh, so which which is which means that by referring to a, a physician who will provide those services that they are they're somehow being part of the process of what they don't agree with and I don't a, a unanimous uh, ruling this this was originally this decision originally went with these uh, doctors uh, which were there were three organizations. Um, and let's see if I can find that. Who was it? Okay. Uh, could you see if you could find who it was? I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, these these doctors uh, went to court. They lost. They went to the court of appeals, and in a unanimous ruling, uh, the three judge panel dismissed. Uh, the appeal uh, and uh, saying that while there were uh, indeed it, it was indeed a violation of their their uh, uh, charter protected religious freedom oh, here's here here it is they the uh, let me say, let me try and read this they 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 strike the when referring to they it's the guidelines they strike a reasonable balance between patients interests and physicians charter protected right religious freedom they are reasonable limits prescribed by law that are demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society that was the ruling uh, while the solution is not a perfect one for some physicians such as the individual appellants it is not a perfect one for their patients either they will lose the personal support of their physicians at a time when they are most vulnerable I totally agree with that I don't agree that the the doctors' religious freedoms were violated. Um, no. Nobody's trying to change their beliefs. It's just that. Yeah. This is about the patient. This is not about the doctors. You yeah, can't exactly. Set that aside. Yeah. Don't be a doctor. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the people that represented Canadian Physicians for Life, as if they're death panels or something like crazy like that uh ultimately he said ultimately it is patient care that suffers as our doctors will retire early relocate or change fields okay okay adios bye-bye <laughs> yeah is that a threat <laughs> uh, it sounds like a threat to me well give somebody else a chance to be a doctor then move on Oh, Go yeah. work at Starbucks. <laughs> and and these oh yeah here here we go there are three groups uh, the Christian Medical and Dental Society of Canada the Canadian Federation of Catholic Physicians Societies and Canadian Physicians for Life and they were are saying that that's only that's fifteen hundred of the province's twenty eight thousand physicians so not insignificant but hardly a majority uh, yeah 
They, they claim that there is no evidence that patients would be harmed by not receiving a referral. Huh? No, no, but those roadblocks you put in the way make it yeah. difficult. Yeah, especially difficult. if you're in a, in a more um, rural area, right? Oh, yeah. That'd be, yeah. yeah, there's one pharmacist and they refuse. That would yeah. suck. And well, you have that, to drive that's, 150 that's miles or whatever, you know? Code of ethics. Yeah, you can't do that. that yeah, would be, yeah. That would yeah. be a violation of, of the code of ethics. Uh, yeah. For sure. Because you, there has to be some... Uh, I mean, we, we saw what happened in Humboldt about 10 years ago in Saskatchewan where the doctors would not do a tubal ligation. And mm. they were the only hospital in the health region. And, wow. yeah. and so the Saskatchewan government said, okay, you're no longer a Catholic hospital. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And same thing happened there. They threatened to quit. Yep. Hmm. Get lost. <laughs> we need more of that. Oh, bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. We do need more of that. We're going to see some some examples of why later on. But anyway, uh, given the importance of here, uh, the appellate court wrote, uh, given the importance of family physicians as gatekeepers and patient navigators in the healthcare system, there is compelling evidence that patients will suffer harm in the absence of an effective referral. Exactly right. Yeah. And yeah, this is a good decision. I, I the one thing I don't agree with is that they they agreed that th there was a their religious freedom was violated. I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah. Effective it's... referral is not a thing. <clears throat> yeah. Um yeah, if you don't want to, I guess, adopt the culture of whatever profession you're choosing and, you know, accept that culture of, you know, um, whatever, physician ethics, mm -hmm. then maybe that's not the job for you. Yeah, and, and religion is, is definitely one of the areas that gives cover for this kind of thing. It, it gives legitimacy to these, what I would say is you know, bad ethics. Yeah, and again, they're making it about them. You know, these these doctors—they're making it about them. That's not what yeah. patient care is about. Exactly. Yeah. And society has deemed—well, not just that, but the Supreme Court has deemed that medical assistance and dying is something needed. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 been used a lot and definitely is indeed that doesn't mean that we ignore palliative care you can do that you know fund it that's great but it doesn't yeah. mean there won't be a need for medical assistance and dying which is one of the the arguments that gets thrown around by the uh, the opponents of of made just not true yeah the be the best palliative countries with the best palliative care in the world right now Austria, places like Austria, Switzerland, the Netherlands, all of those countries have medical assistance in dying. They've had it a long time. Yeah, and you know what? If you don't want to access that service, don't. Don't, don't ask for it. You know? Really yeah, good. just like abortion, just like gay marriage, you know? If you don't want to do that, feel yeah. free not to. Exactly. Just shut the fuck up and let the rest of us live our lives, you know? Well, not if you're dead. But anyway... <laughs> 
Well, you know, <laughs> what what if you're still alive and you're like totally suffering and that kind of thing? Oh, but that's right? good. That's, that's good so kind cool. of suffering. Yeah, because there's of course. Grace in that. Like, just want yeah, smack people suffering. who say that. I won't do it, but boy, it's gonna it's tough to hold that. It's I I can't agree with the morality of that. Or that, that isn't moral. That is the opposite exactly. of moral. Exactly. It is it is yeah. disgusting. It's one of the most it really disgusting. Is. Yeah ideas that humankind has invented is that, that whole yeah and yet we suffering. do the same we, we do that kindness for our pets right yeah we treat our like my yeah. wife says we treat our pets better than we treat each other it's true um, yeah yeah all right I, I think that's all i got for i could have included that in catholic watch but eh, that's kind of one of those <laughs> six one half dozen the other uh what do we got here? We got... Da, da, da. Yes. The Regressive Left Files. I gotta turn, this, turn the volume down and we'll do that for the next, <laughs> next episode. Uh, I got my eardrums blown out here. Uh, okay. Uh, going to go to the browser. There was... Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to read this article in the Atlantic. Uh, don't let students run the university. Um, you don't even re- need to read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's What's that's that? the message. You don't have to read it. It's that's the message. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's the. No, I read everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, some of the examples are decided. You know, it's, it, I keep saying that at universities, these activist students are the tail wagging the dog yeah students you you should not be running the university i mean you're called students for a reason because you don't know enough to know what it is you should be taught yeah but um that's not it's not so simple as that it's um professors and and instructors and everything getting on board with with that this article talks about that too because you know i i keep saying shame on administrations because what are you doing caving into this? This is insanity. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even care if I... No, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate, you know, input from everybody on how to best develop, you know, curriculum that is... Yes, but not making uh, demands. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens. And he, he was talking about, uh, the author of this article, um, Tom Nichols, uh, he's... Uh, it, this is centering around Camille Paglia uh, and her speaking tour and, you know, all the, oh, man, I'm traumatized and triggered uh, crowd. And uh, this is a letter, according to a letter released by two student activists, a gender non-binary creative writing major. <laughs> uh, I think we call those had brought this lecture to the student body's attention through social media and raised their concerns to title nine that was a whole other can of worms the title nine thing and other university administrations about the school giving camille a platform she was invited yeah yeah 
Anyway, this led to a group of students demanding that Paglia, who self-identifies as transgender, be removed from the faculty and replaced by a queer person of color. <laughs> oh my. You, students, you're, you're not in any position to make demands, okay? <sighs> uh, another example. Uh, in Vermont, students at Middlebury College have threatened to disband their own student government. Oh, okay, fine, go ahead. <laughs> if the school does not respond to a hodgepodge of demands ranging from greater student presence in the administration, no, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> better not to the creation of a black studies department. I'm okay with that, but yeah, totally. Not, but yeah. not demanding it. But, you know, there is a yeah, bit of yeah. a problem with well, that's a great idea. Middlebury. Okay. In fact, student... I'm surprised they don't already have such a thing. Well, here's why. <laughs> okay. Guess how much uh, of Middlebury's student body is black? I guess, but that doesn't mean it's not an interesting field that no, I, I non-black people that, but this should, is, you know. I'm just a, giving you a reason why there isn't one already. It, yeah. It's like 1.9%. It's way below the the national uh demographic that's quite shocking yeah and, yeah uh you don't make demands like this is just stop it uh students also want a two-year plan to create an lgbtq center hire more counselors who are femme of color and or queer and provide a more robust health service for transitioning people i have no problem with that well does the cost justify or, or do does the ends justify the cost because uh, that's i i don't know it's, how much it's counseling and referrals and they're not actually doing the surgery or anything like that they're supporting people and it's shocking that they don't already have an lgbtq um support group already uh, that's shocking yeah but uh, Again, we come back to demographics. What are the demographics? Show that there's a need for that. Well, I guess so. But if you're in you know, position of fear, you're not going to be the one to say, hey, let's start this club because then you out yourself essentially, right? These people are not in a position of fear. These students. Okay, yeah. yeah. They're not in a position of fear. Yeah. Quite the opposite. They're emboldened by what's happened at places like Evergreen. Uh, I'm trying to think about or uh uh, old Miz, uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Places like that, they're they're totally emboldened by this. Is they've they've been allowed to run roughshod, um, for far too long. Uh, here's another. And one. with the support of, you know, like you say, an administration, right? Yeah, but the thing is, that, yeah, they're, yeah, they're definitely enabling it for sure. Yeah. Uh, a student group at Sarah Lawrence College that calls itself the Diaspora Coalition uh, occupied some of the school's offices. Well, you know what you do there? You <laughs> call security and you drag them out. Um, they yeah. demanded that the conservative professor Samuel Abrams, the author of an October New York Times op-ed criticizing diversity-related events at the school, have his tenure reviewed by a panel of the Diaspora Coalition. Gee, I wonder what the result with that of that would be, huh? <laughs> and at least three faculty members of color. Hmm. Again, demands. Yeah. Expelled them. 
Yeah. Get rid of them. Oh, but no. I mean, not. I think I think students obviously student protests are a thing and very important and you know legitimate historically especially is right. Fine. This is not legitimate yeah, protest. Yeah. This is illegitimate protest. Well, and making demands. I I'd still, mm -hmm. you know, I still think that people have a right to make even unreasonable demands, and you know, but when you're, you have to use your words, and you can okay. do peaceful protests and stuff like that. There's no problem with that, but when you start overtaking offices and you know threatening violence and mm -hmm. this kind of thing, then it's an issue, right? Well, I, I, I don't even think that you're not going to get <clears throat> action by making demands. Well, well, apparently you, you do. You should. <laughs> you know. You shouldn't get yeah, at, you know, anywhere. But, but not everywhere. But they're, you know. But they, well, thankfully, some some administrations are standing up and say, we don't, we don't uh, disinvite invited speakers. So, yeah. Like the University of Chicago, I, I believe, was yeah, well, they, they've one of said, the first to uh, take us down. They've, they said at the outset, they will not do that. They will not yeah. deplatform people. So take it or leave it. And like should be this is kind of off topic, but the Edmonton, um, you know, Pride Parade, they took a stand. Yeah, they did, and it's sad yeah. that they had to cancel the whole thing and, and uh, because yeah. of unreasonable demands. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree. It's it's not a it's not like a a, a company. Like these are all just volunteers. Yeah. You know, so making demands of that of them is really stupid. Um, yeah. So we have. Uh, so he goes on to say we have to, we have to recognize a shameless dereliction of duty among faculty and administrators. I completely agree. And mayors, the mayor of Portland, oh. like standing standing police down while while uh, uh, protesters commit acts of of violence. What the hell? Yeah. You know. There's you know like. Who knows how many how many dollars of damage that these protesters cost? It's just ridiculous. Why are you letting them do this? This is not acceptable. Faculty, both as interlocutors and mentors, should pull students back from the precipice of moral purity and work with them to acquire the skills and values that not only imbue tolerance, but provide for the rational discussion of opposing and even hateful views. In other words, yeah learn how to engage not science. yeah you're you're precisely to be confronted with ideas that you haven't encountered yeah. before and you know in, in an intellectual before. setting right yeah. yeah yeah you should be angry but <laughs> there's such a thing as righteous anger and there's no nothing wrong with that and if there's injustice you should be you know righteously angry right um but um yeah do it with words and in the spirit of and peace evidence. and cooperation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and, and constructively, not not being a bunch of spoiled little brats, have throwing a yeah. tantrum. And right. I'm not even opposed to you know people speaking about their feelings. In fact, you know, there are certain stories that should be told. There are people who you know there are marginalized groups and people, and their stories should be told. But um, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Do you? Uh, well, my problem with it, that is, how do you know that, you may, that's their subjective feelings are a, an accurate representation of what, what is happening in that, in that group? 
Yeah, and I think things like, you know, for example, if you're taking literature, it's totally appropriate to um, um, engage literature that you've not engaged as a North American before. If yeah. that makes sense, right? Yeah, these, these students are, don't know how to handle ideas that either they don't like or are just they're not used to. Um, yeah, and, and probably not used to. The author, I think, correctly places a lot of this on uh, indulgent parenting, is what he calls it. Um, he comes. Up, there's another example. Oh God! Here. Oh, what's that? <laughs> I'm yeah, a target yeah. here. <laughs> there's another example he gives. Uh, this one, I just. Oh, this really bugs me. Um, not like as if the rest of this doesn't bug me because it does. Uh, students at Brown University uh, in 2016 demanded less schoolwork so that they could devote more effort to their social justice responsibilities. Yeah. That's, um... The answer to that is get back to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Protest on your off time. Don't do the work yeah. or fail. Done. Yeah. My yeah. gosh. Like, the, the audacity, the 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 gall the gall of this is incredible uh, here, yeah. here, this uh, some anonymous undergraduate told the brown school newspaper and i'm quoting here there are people breaking down dropping out of classes and failing classes because of the act activism work they are taking on okay yeah there's, you know, everybody should be encouraged to engage in, yeah, activism, but um, don't take on more than you can handle. And I will say that that's from the voice of experience speaking. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were running yourself yeah. ragged, I remember. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. But you were at least an adult, and you made the decision yeah. to say, hey, I'm going to step back from this. Yeah, yeah. So, to preserve my mental health or whatever, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, don't take on too much. Yeah, but they, or if you do, that's the thing. be prepared they, they, to. You, you you took all of those responsibilities seriously. These students are not. They are saying, "I don't want to fail this class, but I but I haven't got the time to do the work. So please don't give me any schoolwork." Yeah. No. No, I can understand nope. how. Um, I can understand how activism could be um, interwoven within certain courses to that's not what's um, this is completely yeah, outside yeah to of write that. papers and stuff like that right you know if, if it you know as an instructor you say um attend some kind of protest or i don't know event where people disagree debate whatever and you know write a paper about it and your insights but yeah but there, again no violence that's not what right they're doing, <laughs> they're doing this yeah. completely outside yeah. of their classes and doing it separately they're they just want less yeah. workload because of their decisions to do things and it's like no. Get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> or fail. Have Drop you, out. Whatever. Have you, have you checked our Facebook page? No. It looks like we have a lot of viewers. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, be nice it, if they commented it or uh, maybe they, they called in. Because my voice is giving out. i got a, oh, I've got a bit of a call. Hang on. We've got one from Kevin Francis here. We are often told that it's the duty of every generation to change the world, yet it seems Gen X didn't do enough and the new gen tries too much. How much is enough? 
that's for everybody to decide. I mean, that's that's but that's the thing. We're supposed to be having these discussions and coming to them, not making demands. I mean, making demands is 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 totalitarian and authoritarian, and I reject that. And yeah, you know, this is that's what and we policing have. speech and thought. You know. Yeah. yeah, well, oh yeah, and purity tests. We're gonna we're just about to get into the purity test. So I just wanted to finish this uh, article off. Uh, the last quote from from it: uh, Students must be reminded that they petitioned the institution for entry and not the other way round. They asked the university to allow them to enter into a contract in which professors are obligated to educate them, and they are. Obligated to fulfill the requirements that will allow those professors to recommend them to the university for graduation. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the thing. the The dog has to start wagging the tail again, not the other way around. Yeah. Change is great, but ridiculous change. Come on. Uh, yeah, that brings that's us true. up to. I, I don't want to, you know undermine the concerns of uh you know people who are interested in engaging those conversations but there's a way to do it and there's you know like don't yeah. blow up what are yeah. those horns or whatever sound horns that people and you know white noise like or engage in the conversation to to disrupt a, a yeah by somebody you don't agree with that's a crime sit by quietly the way. listen yeah sit quietly listen and you know fuck them up in the q a Yes, do that. Ask them pointed questions and say, you know, that that cut to the very heart of their arguments. Yeah, make a point of attending those just so you can engage in the Q&A and challenge challenge bad ideas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know if you heard about uh, what happened at uh, Harvard with uh, the the, uh, uh, dean of of, uh, uh, Winthrop house mm-hmm. uh, yeah oh man okay so so this uh let me treat find the uh shoot defending uh, harvey weinstein yeah it was a, a yeah a harvard law professor def- was on harvey weinstein's defense council which the, the word trauma <laughs> came up the, the mm. some of the residents of Winthrop House were just traumatized because because the professor uh, let me find it, the name of him I can't remember his name uh, he's by the way the first black dean in in Harvard's history Ronald S Sullivan Jr. Uh, yeah dared to actually uh, do perform a duty which is necessary in the law legal system and that is to provide a defense for somebody even ted bundy is can't be denied a defense yeah okay. yeah uh you know but all these people so, were traumatized by this i okay I don't know. Maybe I've I probably overlooked this, but is he like a um, working for the state and essentially providing these services to no. protect? No. Okay, so he's making a profit off them, which is what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But he's entitled to do that. And and yes, he is. And protecting the guilty is sorry, not protecting the guilty, but 
defending. defending. Yes. Yeah, defending everybody the, deserves the their accused. defense, even yes, yes. yeah, even and if they're fickle, revolting creatures, and you know, yeah, um, Weinstein's shit. Weinstein's a terrible yeah, human yeah. being, but yeah. he still deserves a, a defense. It's very important aspect of uh, our criminal justice systems. And a uh, pillar of democracy, dare I say. Yeah, that too. It's, it's just like uh, journalists. They, they, they serve a very important function in society. Mm -hmm. um, and defending him in a court doesn't mean you agree with any of it, of what, what was purported to have been done. doesn't mean that you're defending it in the, in the sense that you are justifying the actions. That's not what this is. But but people can't separate those two things for some unknown reason. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you if you look at the some of the quotes here, um uh what's the ABH I can't remember what the ABHW is. Um I'm not gonna look it up, it's not important. Uh some Casey Gill uh said she felt a combination of relief and happiness about the announcement uh, that uh, uh, Sullivan was going to be his contract would not be renewed uh, and she said quote I wish that it hadn't taken so long had it required so many students to put their mental health <clears throat> well-being uh, and potentially even their futures on the line in order to get that change to occur how brave they were. Are you, which, which, are you on the New York Times page or the, um, I'm on the Harvard, Harvard Crimson. Crimson. I'm on the okay, Harvard okay, Crimson, okay. way towards the bottom. Yeah, okay, so, okay. Somebody yeah. else said, uh, I'm quoting here, I guess a lot of people told us at the beginning of the semester that this couldn't be done and that Ron Sullivan had too much power and was too good at using it. This is kind of proof that collective organizing against this rape culture can do a lot hmm. rape culture seriously having you know ted bundy had a lawyer does that mean this yeah. is a serial killer culture yeah exactly yeah I, you know like i i understand i do understand where i'd be you know oh do i want to be taught by this you know guy right but I think as a student, I would still regard, um, obviously he's got an illustrious career and he's, you know, well informed about his field. But he failed so, the purity test. Yeah, That's still. the problem is. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't, don't look too closely at your own life. You might find that you fail the other people's purity tests. Yeah, yeah. God, this is just... Anyway, so they, uh, Sullivan and his wife, Stephanie Robinson, who is also a lecturer at the law school, have been faculty deans of Winthrop House. Uh, it's one of their residential houses since 2009. And we're the first African-American faculty deans in Harvard's history. Um, you know, but when Sullivan joined the defense team of Harvey Weinstein, uh, many students expressed dismay, saying that his decision to represent a person accused of abusing women disqualified Mr. Sullivan from serving in a role of support and mentorship to students. Wow. 
I have to say that if I were in, um, you know, a situation where I attended that school, I probably wouldn't be so inclined to complain to him about, you know, I, I, I don't think I'd feel comfortable knowing that somebody was doing that work, but that's not to say that that's not incorrect. Well, he's been there since 2009. Yeah, so yeah. He's got a history. Yeah. Uh, but, all of a sudden, you know, frankly, on balance, I'd rather... There, frankly, on balance, I'd rather confide in people other than him, right? But ultimately, I would still, you know, like obviously he's established, and um, yeah, I, I think I'd, I would judge the individual on the basis of my interactions with them. Let's put it yeah. that way. Absolutely. Yeah. So they tried to talk to the students, but it just didn't work. And so I don't disagree with the decision by Harvard to, to not renew the contract because obviously the situation was untenable, but the reason it was untenable is all on the students. And they're the ones who, I mean, like, what do you say to somebody who is just making weird conclusions about something yeah. because he was performing uh, an essential duty just because he wasn't a part of the prosecution he was part of the defense yeah yeah and i guess if you take on that vow as a lawyer you have to um enact like a democratic citizen and and you know defend those whose behavior you disagree with because it's your civic duty, I suppose. Now, again, that was why I was asking a question about, you know, is he making money or is he, you know, kind of acting on behalf of the state or whatever kind of thing, right? But yeah, um, no, he, he would everybody deserves paid. defense. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that the answer matters at all. Um, yeah, he can afford, yeah. He can I afford mean, a in good that defense context, like yeah. O.J. Simpson did. Uh, that's what, you know, how we got away with murder. Um, yeah, it, it, so this whole thing, I'm, there's another article in the Harvard Crimson, but it was just more of, uh, Sullivan's response, uh, he, he wrote, uh, we are surprised, I'm sure he was surprised, we are surprised and dismayed by the action Harvard announced today, meaning they weren't going to renew his contract. We believed the discussions we were having at, with high-level university representatives were progressing in a positive manner, but Harvard unilaterally ended those talks, so. I don't know. I'm sure this isn't the end of it. Um, yeah. And we'll see. There was another opinion uh, in the New York Times. Uh, Harvard betrays a law professor and itself. Uh, mm -hmm. And the author, Randall Ken Kennedy, uh, calls the students misguided. I think he's being very considerate there. Uh, I would have called them something else. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so, and, and again, it's the tail wagging the dog. Uh, and uh, Kennedy has been a, a professor at Harvard for 34 years. And in that time, the school has made some mistakes, but it has never so thoroughly embarrassed itself as it did this past weekend. Uh, so he's not too, too keen on that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, he, said, he wrote... Uh, Enraged by Mr. Sullivan's work on behalf of Mr. Weinstein, a cadre of students at Winthrop and in other parts of the university as well, demanded the lawyer's ouster, asserting that 
his choice of client undermined their confidence in his ability to be properly attuned to their thoughts and feelings. Some said that Mr. Sullivan's choice was no, nothing less than trauma-inducing. Yeah, this idea that words yeah, are right. violence is really getting, you know, way out of hand. Violence is violence. <laughs> but milkshakes yeah. aren't. Milkshakes thrown at politicians are not violence. That's oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's how do you, it's how do you assault, reconcile those two you know? things? Hmm? Mm -hmm. uh, Did you see um, Kevin Francis's? No, I haven't looked. I'm I'm relying on you okay. to do that. So. Okay, so he says, although I agree in principle, back to the topic of, um, oh, shit, I forget now. <laughs> Asking for change has never produced results. It's usually taken often by force, just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, I think. I'm, um, I'm not sure I agree with that. Not not necessarily by force, but by legislation. Oh, yeah, of course. That's yeah. how you do, yeah. do these things. That's Yeah, or by persuasion. And that's, that's what elections are for, right? Yeah. It's not. And, uh, you know, changes in language, like we call we, we call people chairpersons rather than chairman and, you know, these changes in language that, you I, know, I make guess, a social difference. I don't like those changes in language because it's... Well, language evolves. I have no problem with it. it, it it's not real. It's not a real change. You know what I mean? It's not... You can change... No, I understand what you're saying. It doesn't, doesn't change reality, right? Well, and, uh, um, yeah, yeah, chair, I think it can, actually. Is, is not... I don't, I I I, th I don't think of it as a genderized word. Any any I do. saying Merry like Christmas fireman. is religious. Well, I think you know calling somebody a fireman versus a firefighter is kind of you know um, it's better to call somebody a firefighter than a fireman. Do I think like you know it just enacts kind of stereotypes that? Honestly, I don't. See I that. do. Well, if, I, I suppose if you take man to be neutral, but obviously a lot of people don't. I do. Yeah. Well. Well. It depends. If if you're more worried yeah. about language than reality, there's there's some priority issues. Well, for sure, but sometimes you have to um, change language to reflect the the reality too. It, uh, language like, is an evolving like thirty thing, different genders. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a discussion that I'm uh, not, you know, uh, whatever. No. But language evolves and changes and reflects. Yeah, and, but, uh, but these people are a lot of these people are trying to force those changes as opposed to a natural evolution of these words. Yeah, and I have a yeah. big problem. With like that. the word Islamophobe, that oh, I have an issue yeah. with. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and yeah. there are some some of these uh, words that end in phobe or phobia mm -hmm. that I would rather have another word for. Um, homophobia, yeah. for instance. I, I I know what it means, but it's it. it you know, phobia to me is an irrational fear, and mm -hmm. you know it's not used that way. So I think uh, maybe I don't know. When I think about another word, I th when I think about is you know, um, sorry, um, what was the word I just said? The the kind of propaganda word, Islamophobia. Islamophobia. If you change that to um, anti-Muslim bigotry, I'm totally on board with that. Um, I am absolutely, you know. Because that's a real thing. And, and I think it actually has less syllables. Yeah, probably. <laughs> less of a waste yeah. of breath. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's actually easier to say anti-Muslim. And more accurate. Person. More accurate. Yeah. And Islamophobia. Oh, I guess it doesn't have less symbols, but it's, yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it it's a better. word get, that gets thrown about. And 
people, you know, that that the meaning of that word has gone to include criticism of Islam itself. And, yeah, the claims of a holy text. Yeah, and I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not doing that's that. that's fair game. Totally. Yeah, it should be. Um, yeah. What yeah. what does Faisal say? Oh, well, here's one. Um, if you can, um, what is it now? If you can love the sinner but hate the sin, you can love the believer but hate the belief. Yeah. I don't know where I heard uh, that but, from. But, but there are yeah. some believers yeah. that I don't. I'm not very fond of either. Uh, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fair enough. <laughs> it, it depends on the person, right? It, it's who they are. I mean, William Lane Craig. Well, people who are worth engaging. Bag. Yeah, yeah. Or Pat Robertson. That's even worse. He's, he's, oh God. I'm more talking about our everyday lives, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean, yeah. I'm just giving examples that everybody, I, I think we can all agree, are really, really shitty humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, let's go to that op-ed piece in uh, the LA Times. I'm not making this up, folks. This is an opinion piece written by Carla Hall. It's titled, Will Meghan Markle and Prince Harry Raise Their Baby to Be Black? Um, what do you say, <laughs> well, you, like, what do you say I, to something so <laughs> absurd? How about they just raise their baby to be human? You know, yeah, um, a, to have human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, that child is in a super privileged position. And yeah, what um, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no. You know, obviously, like I just think it's part of. Um, I guess I've made this analogy before. Um, I, I kind of find that listening. Sorry. They can be privileged, but I still don't want their lives. Oh no, me neither. Yeah. But um, I, I see no reason why not for that child to become aware of all cultures that um, you know, and and well, not all cultures because that would be pretty much impossible. But you know, the concerns of the global community as a whole. Um, as well as, you know, obviously acknowledging his privilege and, um, um, yeah, I, that doesn't mean raising the child as black. It means raising the child as a world citizen, a global citizen who's engaged with, um, people outside his own circle. You know what I mean? Like, like recognize your privilege and, and reach out to the rest of the world. If you have that kind of power and make good change. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean you have to be. Doesn't mean you have to raise the child as black. <laughs> raise the child as a child. Yeah. Yeah. But I hope he doesn't do what his granddad does and push homeopathy. Oh God. <laughs> uh, they do good work with the Wild World Wildlife Fund. Um, yeah. But homeopathy, he, yeah. Charles swears by it, right? So. Oh, I knew. Yeah. Um, He's a... I mean, it's just, I don't even know if I want to read the quotes from this. You, can, you guys, it's been on the screen long enough for you to read it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really just... Uh, do you want me to read? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I can't um, do this without... There is no one black experience except perhaps a cop stopping you because you look like a suspect. And then what you've got highlighted, will the Duke and Duchess of Sussex whose very marriage, oh, I'm sorry, it's blurry. Um, 
Are you reading it off the screen here? Uh, I'm trying to. It's a little bit. Um, okay, nice. there we go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Whose very marriage was a break from royal traditions, break with the tradition of British royal family life, and raised their boy that way. He'll learn plenty about his royal background, being seventh in line to the throne. What will he know about his American family? He'll know he's a royal when photographers unnecessarily snap incessantly, sorry, snap his picture at events. But I'm guessing that one of his first questions to his parents will be, Am I black? The answer, yes, you are. I really don't think that will be one of his first questions. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Interesting. Baby uh. Sussex, as he's called for the moment, will have an extraordinarily privileged life. We can only hope that he will live eventually in a post-racial world. Still, he needs to know about what it means to be a black person in the world today. That's totally fair. I think that's a completely fair comment. You know, um, there are issues in every culture, and um, if you can make yourself as informed about as many as you can, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, something tells you know? me that's not what you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something tells me that it's, it's much, much more yeah than that. And, yeah. Like, how many people... You know, of course, it's not Baby Sussex anymore. It's Archibald or Archie, I guess. I don't know. Is, is that mm -hmm. short for Archibald or not? I, I would think so. I, I would think so too, but I've just the only name I've heard is Archie. But then again, I haven't really cared enough to watch any of this. I know. The goings on, I saw it on and Facebook. It's just like, will you shut up about the, the royal baby? I got on Facebook and people were like, oh, I don't give a shit about the, you know, birth of the baby. I'm like, huh? They had a baby? <laughs> so I give yeah. even less of a shit than you do. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, wow, I just, yeah. Anyway, take, oh, take, sure it, take this as sweet. you will. Uh, will the baby, re? will they raise their baby to be black? Well, I certainly hope they wouldn't deny that child's the background. But yeah, sure, exactly. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, don't, don't, don't. Raise the child to be a good person. And I Honestly, say child because that means boy or girl, you know. To, to ra whatever raising someone to be black is sounds very racist. You know what I mean? It's, it's. Yeah. If you're a Morgan Freeman type of person, uh, it sounds really, really racist. So. But then again, I think there's nothing wrong with um, understanding your heritage especially when um you know i've talked about german guilt being a real thing i think you should i i'm really upset how people have forgot forgotten about you know world war ii and all that kind of stuff and now we're tossing about things very lightly like the term nazi and, yeah. and stuff like that right um yeah i know it's it's that's really upsetting like that's something to be taken very seriously by all yeah. of us and now we we're losing it with this next generation because they're preoccupied with yeah. analogies that don't Nazis were disbanded in 1946 there haven't been Nazis since then yeah okay. now yeah. neo-Nazis absolutely absolutely fine That's but, but you know this word Nazi and because there are there there are no Nazis now they the, the semantic meaning of the term Nazi becomes expanded because you, nobody knows what it means so it starts, it's like Islamophobia, it starts to encompass more and more things, and it becomes a, a conversation stopper. 
uh, with Nazi, it has come to mean people I don't agree with. Yeah. And that is... Well, there's a host of terms like that. Oh, yeah. And I guess this is a nice segue into the Stephen Fry uh, Yeah, Yes, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry accused of using white power gesture in posts about mental health. Um, he was just saying things are going to be okay, right? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, because that was the organization, the name of the organization he was um, endorsing. What was it called? Um, You'll find it. It was about Mental Health Awareness Week. Folks, if you think this, you know, I don't use this gesture at all, but I'm using it right now. (laughs) Okay? Okay. This is what it means. Okay. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So people were tweeting, uh, his tweet was, are you A-OK? Our friends at A-OK Kit. A-OK. That's the organization. Yeah. 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 Uh, Are supporting. A kitchen. Uh, Mind Charity this Mental Health Awareness Week uh, and follow them to find out more. So he was just supporting an organization that had nothing to do with white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. But people, because of, you know, recent events, uh, thought otherwise. And one person wrote, Stephen and friends, you might want to be super careful using this symbol if you don't want to be confused with white supremacist creeps. It's an unfortunate fact of life that even the kindest of intentions can be taken out of context. Yeah, but whose fault is it for doing that? It's not his, <laughs> right? His intent, and we've had this discussion before about intent. It, his intent was, it was it, you know, A-OK. That's what he was saying. Um, another... Uh, tweet, are you aware that this hand symbol can be misinterpreted as support for white supremacy? Yeah, well, again, that's on other people. It's not on him. Um, and the, the last one was the, the, the stupidest of the lot. Didn't have you down as part of the alt-right. I, I, what do you say to somebody like that? I've been. <laughs> I just realized my mic microphone was turned oh, off. So okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was commenting and. Oh, yeah, you heard. No, I didn't uh, hear a thing. So yep. Now go ahead. Now your mic your, is your mic on. Your mic is off again. Well, I'm going to fill in this pregnant uh, pause. Uh, with. Uh, with Stephen Fry's uh, uh, response to that, he was he was just uh, he did basically he said, uh, "Oh, I'm, I'm did you just reconnect." Okay. Yes, I'm sorry for some reason my um, Skype dropped off. Yeah, but I'm back. Um, so sorry. He, so Stephen Fry was basically saying uh, that he wasn't using a white supremacist symbol. Of course not. Jeez. Would pe- people <laughs> like, oh, just yeah. Um, and he said, "P.S. I really will not allow the simple gesture to belong to the moronic dog whistling, catfishing, foghorning, frog marching, pig sticking, dick waving few who attempt to appropriate <laughs> it for their own fatuous fantasies." <laughs> yep, 
I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an awesome response. It's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when 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 people do this, they take a word uh, and totally make it theirs. You can steal that back by making yeah, it your own exactly. again. So why yeah. not? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have watch. that be, they, All over the internet will these, be these pictures of, look at this white supremacist bastard. Uh, <laughs> the flames will have a really nice touch too. <laughs> yeah, the flames, the flame. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love Stephen Fry. Oh, right, we're, we're moving on yeah. here. All right. So, go to the bumper. Yeah, we're we're on. Uh, I'll try not to blast everybody's ears here. <laughs> okay, here we go on the next section segment. The Legion of Reasons Catholic Watch. <laughs> All right, there we go. I love that intro. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that took an incredible amount of work because have to yeah, I bet. create all the points for the the shape and yeah, it was, and then move those points incrementally. Um, Pope Francis makes it mandatory for clergy to report sex abuse. Sounds great, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Except for one little thing. Let's read what happens with, with the with the actual. What he actually said. Pope Francis has made it mandatory for Roman Catholic clergy to report cases of clerical sexual abuse and cover-ups to law enforcement? No. Couldn't do that. That might, might actually, you know, result in something. No, no. Yeah. No. You have to report it to the church. Yeah. Huh. Isn't that kind of <laughs> what was happening, like, all along before like, yeah yeah like when people reported it to the to the church nothing happened it was swept under the under the carpet or under the rug oh wait a minute here the new apostolic letter makes mm. clear that clerics should also follow state law and meet their obligations to report any abuse to the competent civil authorities oh so they did say that oh, okay uh, yeah my mistake see but, those three bullet points uh, just after that Oh, that down here further yet? Oh, okay. It did any abuse yeah. to the uh, copies of the first. Um, okay, good. Okay, I was wrong about that. I missed that. Um, that's a step in the right direction, finally. Yeah. I don't give a damn yeah. if, if they report it to, to the church. I couldn't give a damn about that. No, Churches, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. In fact, no, don't bother because then they're just yeah. They've they've demonstrated their um not just this pope but over decades if not centuries and throughout the bloody world this is mm. not confined to one church and you know but sorry but fuck you know remote area this is internationally and it's you know the things that are constantly uncovered not to mention things like residential schools and um oh my god um homes for unwed mothers and the babies of you know corpses the corpses they found there like holy oh, shit yeah 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 I yeah remember. this is not a good organization now uh, anyway that is, is i wonder if this also uh 
includes confession. My, my, yeah. my feeling of it would be no, that you cannot reveal anything said in the confessional. Uh, they don't say that here, but I think it's probably a given. I wonder what the, you know, I would think it should be something akin to doctor-patient confidentiality. Yeah, or... Where, you know, somebody reports to you that they've actually committed a criminal act. Right. I think you're obligated to, you know, um, yeah, report for, that, right? For a... Yeah, I can't remember for a physician what how it works. That, that's, I think, it might yeah. have changed. I think that they have to report any suspicion of, say, domestic abuse or something like that. Yeah, for sure. child abuse. That, yeah, yeah. child abuse yeah. is another one. Um, I'm not sure a psychiatrist has to. Mm. But That's they do, interesting. They yeah. do if, they, uh, if it's a potential for a future crime. And then they would, then they, then they have to report it. Okay. Uh, past crimes, same thing for a lawyer. Lawyer, if it's told in in confidence to a lawyer, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah. But uh, although, if a lawyer knows that the um, if it's abuse and it's ongoing, well, if they know that they're guilty, nope, are they still obligated to defend that person? Right. So I think typically uh, well, lawyers say, okay, these are the questions I'm going to ask you, and these are the questions I'm not, right? Well, I would think. I think, yeah, yeah, it's pretty tough to say to a judge, I'm, I, I want to be uh, removed as this person's counsel. That, that's, yeah, that's. I don't think they can do that. Yeah, I suppose um, so. And I don't know. If yeah. If, and if you're worried about past crimes. Uh, interfering with your ability to defend somebody. Why are you being a defense lawyer in the first place? Uh, yeah. Because, because of course, prisons are f full of innocent people. Well, that would also, you know, pertain to um, what, what I don't, I'm not sure we call them crown prosecutors, where they're representing. Uh, sorry, I, I, I'm talking about lawyers who are. Um, if you need a lawyer, they will be provided to you, right? So this is not a right. lucrative a career defense. in terms of law. Thank you. Thanks. That's the word I was looking for. Um, I think you're obligated to defend them regardless, aren't you? Oh, yeah. 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 Of course, yeah. You get a, you know, you're gonna, not going to get a good defense from a public defender. You get what you pay for, right? Well, <laughs> you know, depends on the case, I suppose, and how invested they are in... You know, I'm, I, I, I would guess that, well, I guess I would guess that certain public defenders probably get a case where there's actually a change and they defend somebody who's innocent and that would be, you know, quite a, an accomplishment, I would think. I just, just thought of, uh, something, uh, the, you won't know about this cultural re uh, reference, Christine, but I'm sure a lot of our <laughs> listeners do, uh, Rick and Morty. Um, they did a, a reenactment of an actual uh, arraignment, and it's just, um, it's hard to talk about this without using expletives because the the whole thing was just full of full of expletives. Uh, it, it was an actual uh, court courtroom transcript. Uh, about the the this 
guy who who was uh, charged with murder and he wanted a different different lawyer um, uh, and it was <laughs> it involved oral sex and and they started calling the um, uh, threatening the judge and it was just unbelievable uh, find it on YouTube it, it's it done of course in Rick and Morty's voices and it's just absolutely hilarious uh, definitely. I, I think I probably work. I I, <laughs> I, I might have been schooled on some Morty Rick and Morty uh, pop culture no. recently. So I, no, yes, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've even been watching right. a movie or two from time to time. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw um, the Avengers. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was going on, but it kind of well, I'd, I'd seen a little bit of pre precursors to whatever, so. It's I've cool. been so marveled out for years now. <laughs> I just can't huh. take it anymore. Uh, the last uh, decent one was uh, actually Doctor Strange. Okay. Uh, except for Deadpool. Mm. Deadpool's up. But Deadpool is not... It's hard to think... It's easy to not think of Deadpool as part of the Marvel Universe. Uh, mm. I found the, the Avengers to be incredibly melodramatic and uh, uh, Iron Man was really good Iron Man 2 was really good Iron Man 3 stank to high heaven <laughs> as the most terrible you're movie. extending my pop culturedness yep uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange is really good I did not like Black Panther um uh who else? I haven't seen Captain Marvel, so I can't say anything about that one. But uh, any, I, I'm that was good. I'm I did very see suspicious that. of anything social justicey. <laughs> I, I saw it and I thought it was fine. Yeah, okay. no, I, I didn't get that sense from it. Uh, okay. But then some people are looking for it too, right? You know. Yeah. Just I sit know. back and enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah, I wish that uh, more viewers would take that attitude and not. On both sides of the issue, appropriate yeah. it for their own ends. You yep. know, sometimes a movie is just a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Get over it. Um. What does, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Catholic students, a hundred plus Red Deer Catholic students bus to Edmonton for anti-abortion event. Isn't that unbelievable? What a, this is this is all stunt. This is all posturing. It's it's just a stunt. I have no problem with a stunt and posturing, but I do have a problem no. with you know students it, taking so time off when we're paying we're paying for them to take this time off and to be bust yeah. up. Yeah, I wonder where that money came That's from, right? Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the students were actually bused to Edmonton to the to the Ottawa yeah. capital, and and it very much. It's not like they weren't encouraged by teachers. Um, yeah. Which makes this, you know, very contrived. It, it, Again, the Catholic school system. Yeah. We need to do away with that. Publicly Ontario, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this Ontario, school... Alberta. Oh, sorry. Ahead. Ontario, Alberta, and um, Saskatchewan are holdouts, basically. Well, they're not, yeah, they're, there's actually a, a number of places be, that are under the table all over the country, so. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's you know, true. It's, yeah. Uh, it's not, it's just overt in those three, these three provinces. Yeah. So one of the, uh, the school board chair, Anne-Marie Watson said, uh, as Catholic educational leaders, we encourage our students to engage in social justice, which is part of the faith curriculum. Look how they're appropriating huh. social justice, right? Saying anti-abortion is actually part of social justice. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Well, you can define anything in the way oh, you want it to be, can. right? It's a, it's a wastebasket yeah. term, right? That's why I hate the, the, the term. It can mean anything yeah. you want. Um, I, I, that's why I prefer speaking about particular issues, specific issues. Unless yeah. somebody else wants to yeah. put them in social justice, fine, but that's just a wastebasket. Um, it's great to, uh, this is what Kenny was saying about, and about the, uh, when students actually uh, left the classroom a few weeks back uh, in protest over the, uh, what is almost certainly going to happen with the sex ed curriculum in Alberta. Uh, what, what, he, what Kenny said was, uh, it's great to see young people taking an active interest in issues. I'd suggest better for them to do rallies or protests after school hours and not during them. We want to make sure young people are actually learning in class instead of doing politics. Um, so what, what did he say about uh, this whole March for Life thing? The students being bussed up? Not a, not a thing. Not a no kidding yeah hypocrisy yeah exactly uh, let's see if I, yeah, I didn't mark anything on here it's just it's just a it's you know I, I it's totally staged and it you know it everything is staged. all these you know kinds of things are staged but the difference with this is it's staged in a way that makes it look like the students are doing things yeah. When they're not. It's really... Uh, yeah, we school. get the afternoon off. I, I'd like to know how many students just stayed behind and went to the library. I want to know how many you of know? these students are going to access abortion services later in life. Yeah, if not already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or even contraceptives. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, how many women... Uh, I, can't, I, I can't remember the, stati the statistic from... Yeah, I can't say the word. Uh, several... Thank you. <laughs> um, several years ago, that ninety some percent of Catholic women were using contraceptive. Yeah, I know. I've no so, way. yeah, some then the rest like of Catholic roulette. <laughs> well, the rhythm method. <laughs> yeah. Um, Useless. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Moving on. Okay, this this guy. Uh, we're moving to Africa now. This is not Catholic Watch anymore, but I don't have any any bumpers for uh, miscellaneous. So, Limpopo pastor gives congregants Detol to drink. And Unbelievable, hey? Uh, Detol is a, a antibacterial... It's used for cleaning surfaces, right? So really like a sledgehammer. Not intended for internal consumption. Uh, okay, so he gives it. He gives, he's actually got pictures of him giving people, church members, 
uh, at the uh, uh, AK Spiritual Christian Church in uh, in South Africa. Um, as this is prophet, prophet, not you know, you know whatever. Rufus Fallow, mm -hmm. and he, you know, gets people to drink Dettol to uh, wash away their sins. Yeah, antifreeze. My God, my antifreeze heals my people. He says. Yeah, well, that's the antifreeze. We're we're coming up to the antifreeze, but uh, yeah. Uh, health, health spokesperson uh, Tabiso Tefu uh, says we're definitely concerned about this unnatural habit that these pastors are doing. We call upon the commission that is responsible for the regulation of these churches. There's there's something that regulates churches. Oh, that'd be nice actually uh, to look into this matter because this has dire consequences for the health of our people. No kidding. Um, okay, so this so it's debt all at this point. This is uh, two years ago. This is uh, uh, okay. So we, we're fast forwarding here. Antifreeze heals people, says Pastor. He used to heal this oh. congregation with Dettol, but now claims the pastor he has something even better. Through God's power, he says he makes antifreeze taste like other soft drinks. Yeah. Gross. Okay, I think we might have got it backwards, and forgive me if I'm incorrect, but um, the antifreeze heals people was in 2017. Okay. Yeah, that, that and this, the, the one you're referring I to now is backwards. from, yeah, yeah, 2019, April 30th, so okay. super recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the antifreeze is 2017. Yeah, but the I think the one we're going to talk about now is 2019. Oh, no, what we're coming up to. This is, no, this is, we're still on the antifreeze. So, okay, sorry. Uh, Fala said God told him the ministry was challenged by Satan and the antifreeze would chase Satan's spirit from his church. How does he huh. know it's not Satan pretending to be God? I don't know. Uh, and he said, I drink it and miracles happened in my life. Huh. Wow. Well, I don't miracle? think he was drinking that. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. The scriptures said with God, everything is possible. And he said, miracles will follow those who believe. Well, I, what miracles? You haven't noticed that that information is missing. He, he mm -hmm. claims, <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of, huh, well, gee, why didn't he actually give us a list and verify that? <laughs> uh, he, he claimed that antifreeze stops boozers from drinking beer. Yeah, it stops them from eating. I bet it does. Living. Yeah, I was going to say living, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breathing. Um... <laughs> This can only be dangerous to the congregation before God. Uh, I, I assume he's talking about the boozing. Uh, whatever I'm doing is a message from God. <laughs> I shouldn't be judged. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait till we come. Did up. not Jesus turn That's water into wine? Yeah. What? Antifreeze to, anti yeah. to Coke. <laughs> <laughs> water to wine. Let's time. start for that instead. No, the miracles are getting less and less, you know. <laughs> you know water to wine yeah, is a lot better than antifreeze to Coke. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Fast forward to 2018. Pastor on the run after administering lethal dose of Jick to six church members. Uh, Jick is basically bleach. Mm. So he's given up on the Dettol. He's given up on the antifreeze. And now he's gone to bleach. He's going to get those souls whiter than white. <laughs> um, a controversy. Can I read that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 
Can I read it? There's yeah. a caption. Pastor Rufus Fala of Ark Center Ministry in Mogodo Village, Limpopo, South Africa, have changed Jip into the blood of Jesus and given, sorry, gave his followers to cleanse their sins. Oh, God. Yep. So we've gone from water to wine to fucking bleach. Yep. Not so to mention. He picked. Uh, it, yeah. He picked ten oh, random members, congregants, and yeah. gave them uh, this bleached drink. And well, no, that's we're not that. No, no, twenty-seven are confirmed no, 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 dead. No, 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 you're, 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 you're jumping sorry. the gun. You're jumping the gun. <laughs> it, this is twenty eighteen, not twenty nineteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. Uh, so, so he gave. It got 10 members to drink uh, bleach. Six died after suffering, oh, surprise, surprise, stomach pains. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, now by this time, you'd think that these people would be going, hmm, maybe I shouldn't belong to this church, and maybe, or if I do, maybe I shouldn't drink this. Yeah. And, you know, when a bunch of people die. I mean, it. 60% mortality rate, that's, you know, that's that's almost the level of Ebola. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, now, we do, now we're going to 2019. Did it again. This time, 27 dead, 18 in critical condition. How is this guy not doing multiple life sentences in prison? No kidding. Yeah, this is terrible. I do not understand this. He, yeah, this is where he said that he uh, claimed to have changed Jeek into the blood of Jesus and gave his followers to cleanse their sins. Mm -hmm. oh, 27 dead. I mean, oh, so two, far. two nurses were among the dead, but, you know, I've, I've been, you know, nurse. There are a lot of nurses around that, that are actually anti vax. Really I'm sure there are. Yeah. You know, just, it's, you know, having a degree in, in medical. Medicine is no guarantee of rational thinking. Skepticism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and the reason they have they have, the reason they haven't arrested this guy is because, as uh, a police spokesman said, uh, there there have been no complaints. Well, how can you complain when you're dead? Yeah. <laughs> well, one would think their family would complain on the dead's behalf. You would think so. You know, but you you. Uh, how brainwashed must you be to um, but why do you accept to this stuff? You know, we know people yeah, died yeah. when being when being uh, administered a noxious substance. Yeah, and that's a crime regardless of whether or not. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe this is a quirk of the South African legal system, but here you do not need anybody to come forward with a complaint. You just have to have evidence a crime happened. Yeah. Hmm. And this guy is still out there, as far as I can tell. Like, I, I don't get it. It's just something else. <sighs> I, I can't help but returning to the, um, uh, what's his name, um, Deepak Chopra, and the credibility he gets, even though he's full of shit. Yeah, but he's not plying people with bleach. No, but he and some, what's his name? That other. There are, okay, so I'm I'm particularly pissed because I'm thinking of a video where he and that Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. is that what I'm thinking of? Um, basically denied the link between AIDS and HIV. 
and it was fucking revolting. It was revolting to watch what they were saying. Like, yeah. you can think this stuff away. Like, no. oh my God, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. You know? I lost oh, a friend over that one. Let me a friend that I'd ways. known since I was like five. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Shall yeah, we so. Thee to a dung heap. Let me count the ways. <laughs> uh, I'm a little. Par I'm paraphrasing. Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> Thought so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, that's that's what I got for that. that. I just don't believe that. I mean, this guy is a serial serial murderer, really. And a mass murderer. Yeah. And allowed to get away with it. I wonder how many of those people left the church their, everything in their wills. Me too, and I'm um, really wondering that. And yeah, that they, this has yeah. all along been a way to get wealthy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's a scary it. crime system. I guess if you can say what, what what was it that Hitch said? If you can put um, pastor, I don't know, whatever in front of your name, you get a free pass, right? Or yeah. priest, or yeah, I, mean, I can't. I'm sorry, I'm, you know, the, but yeah, is the last. Uh, legitimizer of things like uh, bigotry and prejudice and yeah you know if you just have to say oh it's freedom of religion uh, yeah, child sex slavery you know talk oh about god that yeah yes. uh, yeah FL yeah yeah and yeah, it's taken yeah. on because of that because it's religion it's taken that long like they've been after this guy for decades um and, yeah uh, they they finally Finally, uh, uh, found uh, found him guilty. And that was a while back. A like, time. when did they? What? What does? Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah, when does remember. he get out? I don't think he ever is going to get out. Okay, um, I do remember FLDS, but I can't remember the guy's yeah, name. He, he was just sentenced. Some the Jer Jeremy something Warrens Warrens something yeah, Warrens. Something like that. Yeah, he was. It, he yeah. was just sentenced the other day. So, yeah. Yeah. They, they've tried. They put him on trial several times. They finally mm -hmm. got to stick. So it's 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 because of that freedom of religion clause uh, in the uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It should have been well in the American Amer the United States doesn't have that, but it, it's still religious freedom, right? Uh, up here we have yeah, but then there's the underage clause. thing, right? Yeah. So my understanding is that, um, and I could be wrong, but I don't think in Canada we want to make any legislation around polygamy because there are certain yeah, relationships polygamy, that are not exploitive, right? Right, exactly. You know? Polygamy is not the problem. But no, it was a child, um, child tra transporting kind yeah. of thing. Tra child, child trafficking. Yeah, trafficking. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the problem. You want to? You yeah. want? You want the headache of polygamy? Knock yourself out. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I warn my wife as a as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she's not listening to this right now. Yeah, uh, these flames I, here I, are I not going to be. They're going to be real. <laughs> well, uh, what the hell? You know, I don't think she'd welcome a second wife into the relationship. So yeah. I think she'd be totally, totally in agreement with you. Yeah. And um, my God, two men in my life. Ugh. Ah. <laughs> could be complicated yeah 
Uh, I think we'll, yeah, we'll move on to this one. The Legion of Reason presents Eye on Islam. Islam. Okay. Um, Austria approves headscarf ban in primary schools. Now, okay. So the Austria has uh, approved the law aimed at banning the headscarf in primary schools. Um, and inside the, the legislation that it refers to any ideologically or religiously influenced clothing which is associated with the covering of the head. The problem with this, this is that uh, uh, the patka head covering, that's what's worn by Sikh boys, and the Jewish kippah uh, are, would not be affected. This is a problem. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would applaud this legislation except for that. Yeah. These are children. They are not... Uh, uh, well, I'll get to that later, but uh, the, you know they're they're not old enough to make those kinds of choices for themselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah, not a good uh, you know the hijab. No, I'm going to save that for when we talk about Yasmin Mohammed's article because I think she says some very salient points. On yeah, in it and. And it's something and, that and perplexed my, me too. But. Something that I've learned is that if you pronounce that hijab as opposed to hijab, um, that's a thing <laughs> with our uh, Canadian accents and blah, okay. blah, blah. So oh, well. we might sound racist <laughs> if we say hijab as opposed to hijab. So, yeah. It so just slips off the tongue naturally. I think it's hijab as opposed to hijab. Stress okay. on the first syllable. I'm not positive, but yeah. All right. Hijab. <laughs> I was corrected at one point, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, one of the uh, uh, opposition party members uh, stated that she misses the point completely. Uh, there was no evidence that girls found it more difficult to learn when wearing a headscarf. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> not the point, lady. Yeah, no shit. Why would you even conduct a study on something like that, you know? Well, yeah, exactly, and, and it's not even at all relevant to this. the The problem is, is you know, they get enough of this misogyny at home. They don't need to wear it to school. Yeah, and it, you know, especially when they're at an age with when they can't make those choices for themselves. Uh, yeah, I agree. The problem is, yeah. is that you know they're not extending this to all religious headscarves. That's true. Yeah. Or head or head headgear. And yeah. You know that they, they're specifically targeting Muslims. Yeah, I think they are. And that's a problem. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Um and of course this is going to face legal challenges and we'll see how what comes of that. But I I would like you know, like to see the, the law actually extended so that it is not discriminatory. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Austria tends to be a bit uh, xenophobic. So. They do. They've like got that. a pretty good history of, you know, like, I, I don't want to say this, but kind of 
falling behind the curveball. Do you know? Um, I know that misogyny is a huge issue there still, whereas I think a lot um, here in North America we've overcome that women are still experiencing there. Yeah. Domestic violence, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. So they're still um, in need of activism. Happens, but that Absolutely. doesn't mean it's culturalized. Uh... No, I th I th you know, from what I understand, um, it actually is. Oh, it's a where? macho culture traditionally, yeah, where? right? Where? Where? Australia. Aust Austria. We're talking about Austria. Aust Austria or Australia? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's this one now? What the heck? It's a blank screen. Oh, let's go. Well, that's loading. Let's go to the next one. I'm not sure what this is in your book. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've been talking about... Uh, I wish this thing would... Come on. Uh, in Birmingham, uh, we, we mentioned it a few episodes ago where... Uh, Muslims were outside protesting the, there we go, the, they had daily demonstrations, they're still going on, daily demonstrations have been taking place outside Anderton Park Primary School in Birmingham, uh, and uh, it was, it's to protest their children being taught that, you know, it's okay to be gay. Uh, hmm. They call it in a flyer that's been circulated around the local community, uh, they they call it brainwashing children that it's okay to be gay. Um, <sighs> one man told Sky News he had joined the crowd because homosexuality is a heinous, horrible thing. Another said homose homosexuality is not acceptable for us lot. Hmm. But, yeah. but they're not homophobic, as one banner read. Right. <laughs> right, not at all homophobic. No, no, perish the thought. Jeez, <laughs> people. You're the embodiment of homophobia. And the organizer doesn't even add children yeah. to school. <laughs> My goodness. Um, What's I'm sorry, what'd you say? Uh, the, the, the organizer doesn't even have children at that school. Well, but there's this these women in uh, is this the kneecap or the uh, can't remember uh, you know there's just the eye slot showing. Oh, that would be the um, I think that's burka. the kneecap. No, it's a kneecap. No, burka I think is yeah, burka is a like super heavy thing that is you don't even see your eyes because they're covered right. with a net kind of thing. So yeah. All of a sudden. Uh, yeah, so these women are holding up this uh, sign saying, my child, my choice. Um, to a point. You, our citizen, they are not our owners. right to educate them. Yeah. They yeah. have a duty to learn about society. Okay? Yep. And they are and not, not just ours, they're not, but the international community. Yeah, well, that's true too. But, but mainly for your own you know, country. And parents are not owners. Give you a, we give them a lot of leeway, but there's a limit. And it's, you know, we're still trying to find out what those limits are for, you know, like 
for vaccinations and and in this case uh teaching about you know it's you know gay people are okay and it's okay for your child to be gay yeah and that is the state's responsibility tough uh that is uh perfectly in line with uh the duties of education uh in by the state but what if the state fails to you know uphold that like look we've got jason kenyan and he's going on about um, gsas and shit like that right hmm. what the hell that I'm, yeah for those who don't know don't know what i'm talking about jason kenny is our new newly premier. elected um conservative yeah conservative sure premier conservative party premier yeah yeah and what he wants to do is um allow parents to know that their children are involved in hmm? he wants to ford it he wants yeah to ford well the, ford the education well, system people might not always know what ford is about but yeah. essentially you know um parents should be um informed when their children join these gsas which is fucking bullshit because parents some parents are really really awful to their children who come out yeah. as gay if or find out, you know could be you know yeah like, yeah bad things can happen yeah. like what could possibly yeah. go wrong kenny yeah no shit yeah what a douche yeah yeah oh, well yeah we were but yeah, like we, you said um ford and ontario too yeah. same kind of you exactly. know thing but yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Um, coming back to North America, Philadelphia City Commission probing disturbing video at Philly Islamic Center. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. This was very, very disturbing. Muslim children were captured on video speaking in Arabic about beheadings and the liberation of Jerusalem's most sensitive holy site. Wow. Isn't know, that, like, yeah. Can you zoom in one more? Can I zoom in one more somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. Oh, That's no. better. Sorry. That's better. Yeah. Now playing. Get out of here. Oh. <laughs> uh, children, uh, the, you know, the video was showing children moving to a revolutionary anthem often used by Islamist groups. And there was a prepared text. And one of the girls was saying in it we will chop off their heads and we will liberate the sorrowful and exalted al-aqsa mosque yeah. wow yeah what what could yeah. possibly be wrong with this um uh, the muslim american yeah. society took the video down and said in a statement it rejects what happened calling it an unintended mistake <laughs> and, um, oh yeah how many uh, it was taken did out you of do? context yeah that's <laughs> taken out of context uh -huh. Oh, I love uh, that one. And an oversight in which the center and students are remorseful. Yeah, something doesn't uh, smell right there. <laughs> I, I'm sure, you know, if they're little kids, they're just, you know, staying stuff by, saying stuff by rote, right? And then the, the meaning isn't maybe, you know, um, conferring to them. But who the hell is teaching these kids that? That they can memorize this and perform yeah. it. Yeah. That's um, awful. Yeah. So the Muslim American Society, uh, where the, that's the Facebook page where this video was, uh, also shares space with the Al Hadaya Mosque, which serves a large number of Palestinian immigrants. Um, oh yeah, they they talk to Care, <laughs> the Philadelphia chapter of Care. Yay. Um, well, I think everybody should ought to Google that one. 
and yeah. uh, see the score. We've said I, lots I'm not going to go into it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not none of it. Nice. Propaganda. Yeah, yep. it's totally a propaganda. It's an apologetics machine for for Islamism. Yeah, um, that's putting it kindly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, he said Monday that the mosque had had asked the council to hold a workshop on diversity and religious tolerance. <laughs> religious tolerance. <laughs> Uh, to help members of the immigrant Muslim community have a better understanding of Jewish sensitivities and anti-Semitism. <laughs> oh, jeez, Christ. Yeah, this is a perfect way to do that. I'm wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're going to cut off our heads. Yeah, that's not anti-Semitism at all. Oh, well, man. Yeah. <laughs> this was, okay, they got <sighs> this part right. This was a stupid decision by an untrained pedagogue and volunteer teacher but nobody seemed to notice for a while <laughs> oh. Oh, the mayor said the city of Philadelphia condemns bigotry in all its forms Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection I don't remember it being called the city of sisterly affection but it, that's not what I mean that's the literal translation of Philadelphia right this city of brotherly love but anyway uh for this moniker to ring true all our brothers and sisters regardless of their background see you got another culture uh, reference to store in your, in your head um, <laughs> for this moniker to ring true all our brothers and sisters regardless of their background must feel safe and welcome uh, as long as you want don't don't care about keeping your head uh we're committed <laughs> to, to working together with partners representing all our communities to make this happen you know, this is, this is, like, how did this happen? I mean, yeah, it's, it's not really yeah. well explained here. I mean, how was this person allowed to be put in a position like this? They, they you know, this doesn't happen in a vacuum. No shit. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so, well, we've been challenged here in Canada with similar events happening yeah, at, yeah, uh, you know, sure. so it's yeah. not limited to Islam, yeah. of course. I mean, I, I shouldn't say charge, but, you know, pointed out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, you know, but it, this one is, you know, when you talk about cutting off heads, you know, most not even the you know white supremacists talk about that. Um, no, uh, just some sh shitty things too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. Cutting off heads is probably you know, kinder. You know, you know, they don't have little <laughs> kids saying, you know, we're gonna chop off their heads. Oh, I think they do. I think they do. Uh, yeah, I think the kids are I'm totally sure they're little kids saying bad things, but I don't think they're saying yeah. shit about their heads. Uh, so there's well, a city I don't commission. Think it's being I don't think it's yeah. being promoted in the public school system either. No. Right? Yeah. So, so there's Hopefully. a city commission that's probing this, and I, I, I'll try to keep my eye on this, because there's something, yeah, something right here. Uh, as moving to Washington State uh, in uh, uh, Seattle. There's a, a... I hate to agree with these people, but anyway, uh, a religious liberty advocacy group, uh, which is called the Freedom of Conscience Defense Fund, and you can pretty much guess what their background is. Uh, they says that uh, Deringer school district is following a, a script laid out by care uh, that urged schools mm -hmm. to make special accommodations including altering testing times and wishing students Ramadan Mubarak or, or Ramadan Karim 
and I think that the defense fund is correct in saying that this promotes a, a religion. I, uh, you know, it, you could say it's innocuous, but the the road to hell is paved with good in, intentions. So, and I, and I think that is the case here. You, you, public schools are, you know, religion is verboten. You know, teachers yeah. cannot be doing that. As as you know, like saying Merry Christmas. I don't think that teachers should do that either. No, uh, happy holidays is fine. Uh, to me, it doesn't, but to other people, it might have a religious connotation. To me, it's just well. To me, it does. To me, it well, does. Yeah, and the etiology yeah. of the word certainly is. But I, 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 don't, I don't. You know, it's not like I'm going to get angry at anybody. But no. I do. You know, um, and this for you know for a long time in my adult life, I wonder why they think I'm a Christian. They automatically assume I'm a Christian, <laughs> right? Of course. Yeah. Me, they know. It's an atheist because I'm an asshole, but... Well, strangers, you know, when they wish me Merry Christmas, do they look at me and assume I'm a Christian? No, I'm not. You know? I don't know, do they? Well, if they say Merry Christmas to me, they might very well be assuming... No, I'm not offended, blah, 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 kind of thing, but just because I, I I'm white doesn't mean I'm a Christian. <laughs> I, I, I do think yeah. the word is largely secularized, so, so it doesn't but bother me. I, I... Yeah, um... I've always just, well, I was self-employed, and I I didn't know who was what, so I'd just say happy holidays, you know? Mm-hmm. It just seems the most inclusive way to deal with that stuff, and, like, now ha- happy holidays has become, like, this curse word, like, you know, ah, but you're not saying Merry Christmas, <laughs> and that's so ridiculous to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... The representative of the defense fund said uh, exchanging Islamic greetings with Muslim students impermissibly advances and promotes a religious message. Yeah, I think it can be. It's minor, but it's it still can be yeah. that way for sure. Yeah. 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 Don't do it. Maybe up here, it's not as clear cut because we don't have that separation of church and state enshrined in within our. Uh, uh, constitution or or in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. But this was in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I'm just making the comparison. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's uh, so up here it would be not as cut and dried. No, that's true. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. At least not in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Ontario. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, yeah. Brad Wall it's using taxpayers' money for spreading Jesus at Christmas. Sheesh. That's Saskatchewan, yeah, yeah. That was that's Bloody just hell. a disgusting waste Ugh, of yeah. taxpayer dollars. I don't mind a Christmas message, but well, take I would say the a Jesus message out. would be, yeah, yeah. Take the religious aspects out. Don't sell yeah. Jesus, because not every but every one of your constituents is a follower. And you're supposed to be representing everybody. Yeah. And there's a. Can't separate them. Don't be a politician. Yeah, yeah. And just because you celebrate Christmas doesn't mean you're a Christian necessarily. No, we we do all the pagan. It's just a nice time of the year, and uh, the tree. Nice to honor your family, and that's all paganism. Yeah. No Jesus there, though. (laughs) Just a good excuse to get to. 
What's uh, up? We, got, we have Star Trek uh, ornaments. Oh, cool. At, uh, you get them at Hallmark. Oh, which reminds me nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a $6 million man one, too, that last year, I think. <laughs> really hey cool. yeah holy crap yeah that's yeah, like they're... a blaster in the past <laughs> oh totally they're they're trying to yeah. boot that uh or at least make wow a okay i'm trying to remember who it was who's wants to it's called the six billion dollar man now because i think you know inflation huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and technology yeah yeah so somebody's trying well that, that trying sounds like it. not a bad premise it yeah, could be well, fun yeah sure uh, yeah. I'm sure the effects will be better than the TV show. <laughs> Let's hope I so. Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, I should get that sound effect. That G -G 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 -G. <laughs> I should do that. So the Freedom of Defense, Conscious Defense Fund. Uh, let's bump that up. Uh, its mission is to defend religious freedom by providing protective legal services at the trial level to persons whose religious liberty and free speech rights have been attacked. Uh, so may, Randy, may I ask you to pump it up like one or two more because it's pixelated on my end and it, that's better. All right. So Freedom of Conscience Defense Fund is a nonprofit public interest law firm which defends the conscience, rights, and religious freedom of those of all faiths and no faith. Maybe. I have mm -hmm. my notes. But on this, I agree with them. So, I, I would much rather the FFRF was uh, involved. Yeah. To, to be honest. Consulted with that one. Yeah. I yeah. I wonder if they've. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, this. Well, I hope so. Oh, yes. A Ramadan etiquette guide for non Muslims. But I have to say that this article was pretty, like, yeah. Just let your Muslim friends do what they want to do and don't, you know, um, don't worry about what they think. They're fine. <laughs> and I kind of yeah, appreciated that. I, I just don't think, I, I don't feel the need to get anybody's permission to do anything uh, to accommodate, to, to not accommodate people uh, uh, for, you know, I, I don't want to participate, which means I will eat anywhere and any anything I please. Uh, so zoom in a couple of times, and I think that's essentially what they're saying. Hey, you well, know, like um, there has I, there I, have I, been oh. some articles that are like, oh, you know, be sensitive to your Muslim friends. Don't eat around them, and don't you know, wave a cheese bunker. Bu sorry, bunker, but cheese. <laughs> well, Linda <laughs> Sarsour had that post, kind right? of that video about. Uh, yeah, this, I, I would say just defies that. You know. Yeah, this is milder. Like, yeah, we're fine. We're doing our shit. If you don't agree, and there's even one thing, you know, um, what is it? The festival at midnight when they oh, do you get to eat? This iftar. Oh, uh, join us for yeah, yeah. Iftar. Yeah. That's you know, it's like yeah, come I and join us. I, I, like aid. I think it's, what's I up? It was a, I thought it was called aid. Oh no, that's uh, not aid. Aid is I the after the, Ramadan, right? The, and, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, or, is, or not the entirety better. of the celebration. Yeah. Right? Because you have eats a day upon a row. And so yeah. they get to, you know, Gorge they fast during easily. this period of Eid. And then at midnight you fest, feast or whatever, right? Yeah. I, I, but I, during the day, through that process, you fast. I just wouldn't have this, uh, you know, angst about what I would be doing in front of somebody who was observing Ramadan. No. And I think that's essentially what they're trying to convey in this message. 
Oh, I hope so. Not, I don't okay, need their join us for the feast. What's up? Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not looking for their permission. That's for sure. Well, no. Yeah. If I was in their home, different different story. That's their their domain. Uh, you know, I, same same with prayer at uh, somebody's house dinner. I'm not going to participate, but I will respect. Yeah. You know, but if they try yeah. to pray in my home, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, totally nope, agree. No, 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 no. Stop it right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll still go for coffee with you. Yeah. I, uh, this is actually nice. Uh, uh, That's funny. Halitosis. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I get it. I, I thank you very much for being considerate. <laughs> Let's read it out in full. Let's yeah. read it out in full. Uh, yeah. But we may keep our distance. One word: halitosis. You may not eating for you trying for an eat. entire day. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's dry why mouth. we're standing a foot That's away true. from you when we talk. Dry mouth. Yeah. Yeah, they've got bad breath and they're trying to be courteous. Mm -hmm. When you can <laughs> taste it, you know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Having said that, skunk can't smell its own smell too, right? So <laughs> if you've got like massive garlic breath or something, you don't know it necessarily, but everybody around you does, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, um, isolated to one particular practice. Um, you can say Ramadan Mubarak, which, yeah, I won't. No, I won't either. Uh, that's fine. But please don't say I should fast too. I need to lose weight. I would never say yeah, that. I, can I do need that. to lose weight, but fasting is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> so I would never say that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. A, a 24 or 48-hour fast is, I think, not a problem. But um, they don't even get to drink water during the day. Yeah. I That was something that blew me away, hey? Yeah. Like, I could do fast. I'm sure I could do a 48-hour fast or even more if I just, you know, had access to water. But, um, Wow. If all you get to, you know, drink is, mind you, said like, you know, they um, get their feast at at evening. But wow, fasting isn't a problem. Yeah, they do it for different reasons than you would do it. Yeah, yeah. What was this one? Oh yeah, this is uh, Yasmin Muhammad's article in the Toronto Sun. Mm -hmm. uh, celebrating burkini is betrayal, not benevolence, and I completely agree with this. And um, we've had her on before as a guest. Yeah, we have, and I'd, yeah. I'd like to have her on again. Uh, you know, this. Yeah. You know, Nike had the sport hijab. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? It, it, anyway, these. A L'Oreal commercial where yeah. the woman was wearing hijab, and and, and you couldn't see her shampoo. hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I heard yeah. there was this commercial uh, I saw, a, a woman wearing hijab, washing her hair with over oh know, applying it over the hijab and and her eyes kind of fluttering like she was having an orgasm i'm, I'm thinking that's pretty haram uh, <laughs> i haven't seen <laughs> I think that i posted it on the, yeah. a long time ago yeah it was a couple of years ago okay and i'm just oh, like okay. oh that's haram uh, it's heavy <laughs> well yeah the l'oreal commercials did kind of exploit the um maybe that was woman's it. orgasm I mean, uh, image or whatever right kind of thing yeah so yeah i can see it <laughs> yeah and this is the thing and this is why you know uh at, at home she, she i'm quoting here at home i was taught that at and nine years old i needed to wear a hijab to, to protect myself from men who wanted to molest me um at home i was taught that good pure clean girls wore the hijab 
and filthy, loose, despicable girls do not. Now, this is something I've been saying, you know, when people like uh, Linda Sarsour or, and uh, what's that congresswoman's name, Omar? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying to me the hijab means empowerment and modesty. And they really do believe that any woman that doesn't wear the hijab are immodest. They're not empowered. And yeah. So I want to go back through what you read because we didn't, you didn't cite, um, um, oh shit. Sorry. I didn't. What's your name? (laughs) Yasmin Mohammed. Yeah, yeah, Yasmin. Okay, scroll down again. Okay. A little bit more when you highlighted. Yeah, the sports. At home, I was taught oh. that nine years old, I needed to wear hijab to protect myself from men who wanted to molest yeah. me. From my society, I I yeah. don't think you read this. No, from I my society, I learned that was made, that was called name. Sorry, slut shaming, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, at home, I was taught that at nine. Okay, and at home, I was taught that it was good. Pure, clean girls wore the hijab and filthy, filthy, loose, despicable, ugh, despicable girls did not. Okay, slut shaming. I'm sorry, the other one was um, wearing the hijab to not get molested and calling it victim blaming, right? Yeah. Like, what a, is, what a world between two worlds. You're Canadian and yet you're be- being caught out, culturally brought up in this mm-hmm. uh, completely, well, this is- uh, you know. Yeah, this is where you caught between, like she was caught between two worlds, uh, the whole life, which was very fundamentalist, and the rest of us who are, you know, it didn't, the the two don't mesh together, you know. Yeah. And it's a conflict. Some people choose to go more religious and and often become, that's a way to radicalization because they Mm -hmm. see society as, uh, 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 de- not decrepit or as uh, corrupt and yeah and, yeah it, it there was a famous book by a that is basically the Islamism uh, uh, Bible he, he we've fallen and we need to be saved right well he he just he he hated America because of its freedoms yeah. and, and looseness and you know what he saw as immorality and uh, decadence that's the word i was looking for and yeah, okay. it became kind of the in the islamic world became he, he, this was a guy who went to the university of chicago and uh-huh. he became uh, a radicalized muslim and spent a lot of time in prison um I can't, uh, Interesting. I can't remember yeah. the guy's name, but uh, Ali Rizvi mentions it. In, mentions him in his book. Okay. The Muslim atheist. Yeah. And th- this is what happens. So you either go that direction, or you go Yasmin's direction, which was to say, you know what, my family, my religion, my culture is wrong. Yeah. And and she chose to divest herself of it and it cost her a lot yeah cost although her, i wouldn't say that she and as you said as as a risby as a risby yeah yeah um sorry Ali. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um i don't think they're not necessarily on the same page 
Oh, nobody has to be. Why? Why? why yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know. Yeah. Because you said um, um, she took a different approach, right? Mm-hmm. And I agree with that, but I think they're still on the same page overall. What are you talking about? Um, in challenging Islam. Oh. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> one way to challenge bad beliefs and this is the problem i have with the accommodationist crowd oh don't don't criticize the beliefs why the hell not yeah you know people do change their minds when confronted with the absurdity of their beliefs and you know i was at i think you might have been i know twy was at there uh at the that dreaded uh don't be a dick talk Oh no, I wasn't. But I've certainly oh, that were. was years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. I've I've heard it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know I'm he, familiar he with it. He asked a question to the to the audience: How many of you have been have you had your minds changed by someone being a jerk towards you for holding those beliefs? And he ignored that. Not a, not just a few hands went up. Uh huh. I bet they just, did. Whew, right over the top. Uh, you yeah. have to have been in the crowd to have seen that. And, uh, yeah, it was a disastrous talk. <laughs> well, multiple, there are multiple, um, I guess, persuasive um, yeah, mechanisms to, absolutely. you know, and some people are kind and generous and, um, you know, they'll listen thoughtfully to your arguments and other people right. are just like, you're full of shit. And they yeah, both no. work. It just, you know, it depends yeah. on different it people who they who, work on. Yeah, what uh, somebody is, is susceptible to. Yeah, and and yeah. you know, like Matt Dillahunty himself said, you know, like uh, he was trying to convince his uh, atheist roommate, and decided to look into the claims of Christianity, and that drove him to to non-belief, and that's yeah. that's got to be hard. I can't even imagine that. I mean, that's that's got to be difficult. That's true. You, you yeah, you lived your life inculcated with that. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get back to Yasmin here. Um, yeah, so she was able to escape uh, this Islamist culture uh, with her daughter. And when she left, uh, uh, she found herself, uh, quote, in a world where the very things I escaped from are being fetishized by Western corporations like Gap, Mattel. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that Barbie. Mm-hmm. The hijabi Barbie. Uh, Nike, and yeah. most recently on Sports Illustrated. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We are, why are we suddenly celebrating religious modesty culture? And I, that's a, that's, that question cuts right to the heart of things. It if, really if, does. If yeah. it wasn't Islam, do, would these people, so-called feminists, still be okay with this? Yeah. Well, if when you it, think back to the you know, history of freedom of speech and um, the hippie movement, you think they would have covered up because of modern... No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Not so much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why, why, you know, isn't that the very thing feminists have been fighting against for centuries? How is it now suddenly something positive? I agree. Like, it makes no sense. It is a, a complete uh, non-sequitur. Yeah. You know, when you, you know, two, two completely incompatible ideas they're immiscible 
the idea of mm -hmm. equality and modesty culture. And modesty and I, culture doesn't apply to men, really. That's true. I guess I'm thinking back to, you know, like when I was, uh, I don't know, 17, 18 years old, I was dating a guy and um, mom and dad happened to have um, German visitors over, right? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so I go in there with my boyfriend and she's like, oh, look at you. I haven't seen you for years. Now you've got boobies. And she grabs me, right? <laughs> like, because German, right? Like, they don't care. It's not, yeah, exactly. the, you know, like, it's it's not sexualized. The body is just what it is. And, you know, there's nude beaches and everybody goes. And not that I know of this experience kind of thing. But, like, there are cultures that are way more, um, you know, um, restrictive of of sexuality and don't even associate mm -hmm. nudity with necessarily sexuality. Yeah. And, you know, we're taking one extreme to the other where, you know, North America's kind of, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, there are cultures, you know, oh, if if you want to, you know, if you're a California girl and you look awesome and perfect, that's cool in your nude. But if you, you know, but uh, non Donald Trump tripsing around on nudity beaching, yeah. <laughs> California, uh, not so much. But in Germany, yeah. everybody goes to the nude beaches and nobody gives a rat's ass how you look. It's just your body. You know, yep. so there's even within our standards, it's it's not that liberal. It's really not. No, I agree. Yeah, there, we have a lot yeah. of hangups. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like some of the things that you know. Imagine if that on the cover of Sports Illustrated, it was an Amish woman in her prairie dress and bonnet, or yeah. <laughs> Mormon underwear uh, being uh, modeled uh, on a Victoria's Secret runway. <laughs> that is such a That's, perfect statement. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it doesn't make sense. Uh, can't how do you reconcile feminism with modesty culture? I modesty culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do not understand that the hijab is not benign cultural clothing like lederhosen or a kilt. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's not to say that even if you you know deny it's religious. Uh, if well. I think one can still support modesty culture in a, I don't know what it, what I want to say, like um, Stockholm syndrome kind of way, <laughs> but still be true to the values of, you know, I think we can defend mm -hmm. our sisters because of our choice, you know, because as we can support our sisters and their choices without necessarily being a dick, like you said, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah you don't be personal about it. And yeah, so you, still you, I it's think, a made you know, conversation. We we want it yeah. to stay made and not individualize it. I, I do ha exactly. I do the draw I do draw the line at World Hijab Day. Oh that God, yeah, pisses yeah. me off. That gets personal yeah. because these are yeah. people who are selling modesty culture. Screw yeah, that that's crossing the line. But uh, you know, we I I, you know, I can support people's free choice. It's debatable whether it's actually free because it is their religion. It, well, like you said, it's Stockholm hard to syndrome, call that free. Right? What's that? Yeah, yeah. You I, had, you know, off camera, we had said something about Stockholm syndrome, and I, yeah, I think you're right. You know, like um, that's yeah. terrible and sorry, blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah. If you I mean, adopt so a symbol of oppression, symbol of oppression, and you know, right. so let's just say it was a, you know, a valid uh, claim to say that this is a free choice. I can say that, you know, knock yourself out, but I will never, ever support normalization of this. 
Yeah. This is what's going on with yeah, yeah. the Gap and Nike and you know this this kind of normalization has to be has to receive pushback big time. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Right. It's we don't normalize domestic violence. We don't normalize. I mean, you you've seen these videos of uh, coming from the Islamic world where uh, men are being instructed how to beat their wives by women. Yeah. By women. That's shocking. Okay. Yeah. If he doesn't beat you yeah. a little bit, he doesn't love you. Wow. Like, yeah. Literally, this is the the thing that they're saying. We don't normalize that crap. Okay. That, yeah. That's normalized. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, um, we have to obviously present a counter narrative, and um, yeah, if yeah. Um, that means we get slagged, what what's the point? Oh, it just right? water off a duck's back. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so supporting, you know, trying to do, you know, celebrating the hijab is like. Well, I can it's support a in, woman's right to, yes, well, I can support a woman's right to wear it because that's yeah, what it means to be in democracy. The but I can't celebrate it. Yeah. And fetish, yeah. fetishize it. That's oh, just because you have a right to do know? something doesn't mean it's a good idea. Yeah, that would be like endorsing the, um, what's the, um, uh, <laughs> I want to say LGBTQS, but that's not it. The the um, FLDS. In you know BC, that's yeah. sophomore a, kind of. Thing. You have a right to your <laughs> beliefs, but you don't have a right to yeah. child trafficking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you yeah. want to be in a polygamous marriage with consenting yeah, adults, have at her. Yeah, but um, you know, we will not tolerate you exploiting our youth and um, sex trafficking. You know that. You know, yeah. Yeah, and uh, she, you know, this is she. She makes the the point that I've been making all along is that this is really spitting in the face of women who for whom this is not a choice exactly and, you know, she says across the world if women try to remove it they can be abused imprisoned or even killed there's nothing benign about it despite yeah. the fact that it is a tool of misogyny seeped in oppression that perpetuates rape culture every woman should be free to wear it yeah that's that's basically what we've been saying all along you know yeah no kidding yeah you're free to wear it but don't expect me to think your decision is you know, that doesn't mean i approve yeah yeah so. yeah in fact i disapprove and yeah, you know we need to I share things like um my um stealthy freedom um you know that yeah. campaign oh, those, that, yeah and those people have guts to do that you know like they, they certainly fucking do they're putting their lives at risk Yep. Yeah. And bodies. Yeah. And yeah. Well, your body is your life, you know. Well, but no, I, mean, I like, suppose it's uh, worth things than death. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's worse things to, uh, that can be done to you than kill you. Yeah. Um, or such slow, painful death that. And then there's you know, Alabama. Yeah. Holy shit. Bam. Wow. Yep. Anti-abortion legislation is part of a, a wave of state bills attacking Roe v. Wade. And the story... That scares the fuck out of me. What's that? It scares the hell out of me. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I said well, the fuck out of me, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like I'm infected because, uh, you know, Canadian, obviously, and um, 
but I worry about the rights of young women in the U.S. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, like, I guess I was kind of raised in the the mindset that you do your due diligence to, you know, enact your birth control methods. And as a last resort, abortion Mm -hmm. is okay, right? And um, I never, I'm fortunate I never had to... um, access that service but although lots of people i knew were you know did and not because of their negligence because um sometimes stuff doesn't yeah, work not 100%, right? yeah. yeah and um it's not a method of birth control it's a last resort yeah. option you know who, who and there are more it as a as a method of birth control really yeah no shit yeah yeah so, yeah silly to say that but these, and then uh, there's you know like the morning after pill and that kind of thing. Yeah. If you can't access that, you know, like I, my, my pharmacy down the street from me is like, if you want this, you know, um, whatever, um, abortion pill, we have it here and you don't have to have, ask any questions. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. This um, is the kind of thing that worries me up here because, uh, you know, for instance, Kenny could defund that. Like right now it's, uh, I think it's uh, free, available for you of charge right now. I, I don't know, but probably. I, I knew the NDP was or maybe some, doing that. I can't remember if they did or not. It seems like it, well, I don't know, like I said, but it seems if you do have to pay it some small amount, yeah, you know, I mean, a couple yeah, hundred bucks maybe, uh, probably uh, way to your income level and that kind of mm-hmm. thing right here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this article in uh, CBC News, it it's, starts with a, a woman, uh coming to a Planned Parenthood office and then somebody in a bright orange vest comes over and gives this person plan, uh, you know, a pamphlet about what to do uh, about yeah. uh, uh, pregnancy. Of course, she works for St. Louis Coalition for Life. So it's a baby yeah. switch, right? Yeah. And I love this. It, she, the, this person says, it's a start. Every time a person discovers she doesn't have to make this choice, it's a victory for me. Um, I think they knew that uh-huh. before they came, you know? Well, I guess it depends, right? And, and I, I highly doubt that any of the literature that was given to this person would include anything about abortion. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 And there's nothing wrong with an alternative narrative, except you have to be fair yeah, and, and be acknowledge the other side. Yeah, be, yeah. Don't be because like her. I'm sure there are women who are, you know, like, okay, I regret, uh, you know, I don't want to have an abortion. I want to have this child. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're not, uh, I know there's like such a term as pro-abortion. I'm not pro-abortion, but um, consider your options and um, that's your life choice. It's yeah. nobody else's goddamn yeah. business, right? Yeah. yeah. It makes it's it's just, and it's just a been a spate of uh, similar legislation based around a fetal heartbeat, as if that has anything to do with anything. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's it's a fetus. It's not a person. It's not an unborn child. There is no such thing as an unborn child. It's, yeah. It's somebody. It's not, it's not it's not somebody it's not a person it's legally it's not a person it, it's put the potential to become one sure so what your skin cells have that potential science can revert it back to a stem cell and then 
go back, you know, go forward again. And you'd be cloned. It's just, uh, it's just ludicrous. It doesn't, the, the, the uh, some of these bands have been uh, stayed because the, it's recognizing the arbitrary nature of the of heart, the heart, fetal heartbeat. Um, let's see, Missouri, no, that's not it. Where is it? Uh, I think it's this one. Okay. The rising wave of abortion restrictions in America. So, mm -hmm. uh, it's abortion is legal under Roe v. Wade in all fifty states. It's just what? Well, it is, but it really, just, but well, states okay, states federal can set laws limits. override. Yeah, yeah, okay, right, yeah, uh, yeah. So it that's. Can you go thing. back that's, to that second point? Yeah. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll say, yeah. This okay. year, a, a series of strict anti-abortion bills have been passed with the intention to reshape women's access to the procedure. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, maybe it may be men that are voting this in, but don't think it's all men that think this way. That's true. A lot yeah, of women sadly. are also uh, anti-choice. Um, yeah. So Alabama is the most restrictive uh, makes it illegal in virtually all cases. Not to mention that that uh, doctors who perform abortions can face life in prison. Isn't that sickening? That's just ma amazing. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. I think they allow wow. they allow abortion in cases where the woman's life is in danger, and that's it. No, but not if incest. they've been raped by a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's unreal. That's, you, yeah. It's a it's God's What about gift. the deformity of a child? Like nope, if a child, you enough. know, if, if nope. Nope. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Georgia, Ohio, Kentucky, and Mississippi, they've all proposed uh, or enacted so-called heartbeat bills. And mm -hmm. yeah, they've got them in law. Uh, they ban abortions after fetal heartbeat is detected, which can happen as early as six weeks. And, and man, a lot of women still at that point don't know that they're pregnant yet. Of course not. Yeah. It's, yeah, which effectively is a ban. Um, so well, oh. I, I think this is targeted at, you know, um, younger women kind of thing. But there are women who go through menopause who think they're, you know, free and squat clear kind of thing because they've gone, you know, without a period. And all of a sudden, you well, look at this, you've got a pregnancy and you're mm -hmm. 55 years old. Holy shit. You know? <laughs> I, I, there's apparently quite a number that don't necessarily show up in the statistics of, of women who are um, um, menopausal, right? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be raising a child and have that child... Uh, be 14 when you're 80. Does that make sense? You know? Yeah. No. But they don't yeah. care. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, not to disable to anybody deny that, because there, are, I'm sure, are people who would be wonderful in that role, but um, not for me. Probably <laughs> not for most of us. Yeah, no kidding. You know? I mean, it's like, yeah. you're supposed to be retiring and yeah. not actively caring for your own children anymore by that time. And uh, yeah. you know, nobody You're wants You're supposed to be right. spoiling yeah. your grandchildren, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that wouldn't be me. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, it would. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, uh, be, hey, oh, kid, come, uh, come check on. out, come check on. out the back I'm... of the woodshed. 
I, I've seen your cats. I've seen your cats. Cats are a completely different animal. Literally, <laughs> they're a completely uh -huh. different animal. They are not like babies at all. <laughs> not at all. Fuck babies. I love my cats. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I can't. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as much as I, um, you know, appreciate your cynicism, I can't quite attribute that to you. <laughs> I think I, yeah. I, I I've simply have never wanted children on my own. That's it. Yeah, but you it's, have you have a stepdaughter. Oh yeah, right? but I steer clear of any fatherly, you know, duties. Bullshit. Bullshit. No, I'm serious, ask Rhonda. Maybe. That, I, I'm that very careful. I don't step into that role at all. Well I don't, because I don't think you're your stepdaughter is an adult, right? But um I think you are supportive of her and, you know, um, yeah, you're full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> you love your cats. You I love, love your my cats. No question about that. I will not, I will that. not uh, <laughs> lie about that. Uh, yeah. I yeah. love those cats to death. And they're, <laughs> they're, lo they're loads of fun. Uh, so Alabama's ban is set to take effect in November and Georgia, uh, their law is set to take effect on January 1st. Uh, and not all the... Uh, these bills are going to be challenged in court. I mean, no question. But the reason these yes. bills are coming forward is because is they, they think they can overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's scary because they might. I, there, there is a there is a chance that they can actually overturn Roe v. Wade. And then you have a bottle of um, Benetton's something like that um, on the line because I'm like, no, nah, they can't do that. And my friend yes, Sam, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, they can. can. There's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I like to think there are too many checks and balances in place for that kind of shit oh, to happen, yeah. but well, it is a reality. Possible. One federal judge has already uh, killed, well, not killed, but to stop the Kentucky bill. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to court, and they want that. The these uh, legislatures want it to go to court because they think exactly. they think they can overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hope it's a different. It Utah, seems to me that, that would be. Utah is the most interesting one because that was challenged. I went, where was it? Let me find that. Alabama. Yeah. See, the, there was an amendment to exempt rape and incest in Alabama. Uh, that that failed mm -hmm. to pass, which is ridiculous. Uh, is doctors crazy. performing performing abortion uh, are to be treated as felons and face up to ninety nine years in prison. That's just crazy. Jesus, yeah. Mississippi that's... has the heartbeat beat bill. Uh, they signed it in March, but they do have exemptions for uh, you know medical reasons or uh, what I don't understand is this, or ser her serious risk of impairment. I don't know what that means. I mean, that's not to me like you're drinking, but I don't know. Well, I, I would think that would be, you know, um, the the mother's wife, wife is uh, sorry, the mother's life is at risk. No, that's that's already covered in the previous. Okay. Exceptions okay. Yeah. are to prevent a woman's death. I guess to maybe if she comes to harm. Uh, Ohio signed the, a heartbeat bill in April, uh, and Georgia signed a bill last week that would ban abortions completely if a fetal heartbeat can be detected that one's getting challenged by the ACU. what the hell wow uh kentucky passed a heartbeat uh, uh 
bill in March, but a federal judge stopped that one. I just mentioned that. Uh, there's a bill in Arkansas that bans abortion after 18 weeks of pregnancy, uh, except in medical emergencies and case, cases of rape or incest. Utah passed a law that bans abortion after 18 weeks gestation, but the law was blocked by a federal judge in April. The state and defendants agreed to the injunction, and Salt Lake uh, County District Attorney Sam uh, Simgill, who was a defendant in the case, said he won't enforce the law, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, Iowa uh, signed, they had a heartbeat legislation signed in May 2018, but a judge, a state judge, struck down the law this January. So uh, the law might actually work this time uh, who knows but it's I, such a, I would it's, think I, so. it's gonna be a close thing it's gonna be a very close thing in, in the Supreme Court yeah I really think Scares, it's gonna scary. be a very split decision and I don't know which way it's gonna go I don't think anybody does yeah I suppose I'd like to think it would go um, in favor of women's rights but who knows right yeah 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 Florida tried to introduce heartbeat bill but that failed uh, Texas fetal heartbeat bill that formally died last week after it failed to win initial approval by midnight of a certain date. Um, the good news is that there are some states that have gone the opposite direction. The, New York has passed a law in January that protects some late-term abortions, saying they can be performed after 24 weeks if the fetus is not viable or uh, when necessary to protect the life of the mother. Uh, Vermont, that seems reasonable. Yeah, it's totally reasonable. Uh, Vermont, the state legislature passed a proposal to amend the state constitution to guarantee the right to an abortion. Uh, before it can become law, the legislature would need to pass the bill again next year, and voters would need to approve it in a 2022 referendum. Uh, go Vermont. Uh, I wonder what California has. I'm not sure. Um, here. No. There's another... There was another map that showed... Uh, I think you did read it out. Yeah, I read it out, but there was a map that showed both. No, darn it. Yeah, no, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's going to be tight, and I hope Roe v. Wade is not overturned. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's all I got for tonight. That's, I mean, we had a lot. We did, yeah. It's like, well, we've gone for like, what, almost two hours? Uh, An hour and 45 minutes? Closing in on three. <laughs> Holy crap, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been on for a long time. I'm surprised my voice has held up. Uh, yeah, mine too. I've got like the allergy thing happening and um, yeah, my sinuses are not good, not happy. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Yeah, I do about the abortion thing. Um, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but so I lived next to a woman um, when I was a kid, and she was in her 70s, 80s kind of thing. And her mom was um, what do you call the doula today? Um, a midwife, right? Uh -huh. And they grew up in a rural community, I believe, out of Saskatchewan or Manitoba, kind of thing. And what that neighborhood told my mom is, you know, if that baby didn't come out looking right, right? <laughs> yeah, 
that was yeah. the reality of how things were dealt in those days. And my mom was like, oh, my God, you know, and she told me that. And I'm like, Mom, that's how it's happened forever before yeah. legal abortion. You know, not that my mom was, a po- my mom was totally, you know, pro, pro one's rights kind of thing. But um, you, you think back to um, shit we don't even well, acknowledge or even think about. Unwanted right? children out into the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Stoics, Stoics, didn't they? Especially the Stoics. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, man. I know the Spartans. Yeah, they dealt with Spartans. Sorry, I'm Spartans. That's different. Yeah, yeah. The this is a bit different what I'm talking about. Spartans just killed it outright, like right there. Uh, Yeah. But Greek Greeks in general, they would actually, you know, newborn uh, that wasn't wanted, you put it up in the boonies. Yeah, the animals would have at it. Um, That's horrible. This, the, yeah. yeah, of course it. Well, from our perspective, but yeah. Well, even my, you know, my next door neighbor's midwife mother. Mm. Um, that sounds horrible, but on the other hand, like, what the fuck? What are you going to do? You know, yeah. we're talking about rural societies where you had, I don't yeah, know, I mean, ten, twelve kids was, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Your Less kids were expected to take of you and your siblings, and you know, their you know mm-hmm. younger siblings. This, you this is not so, so much a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't about love and romance and, you know, this yeah. kind of thing. And, you know, yeah. it was about precality and reality. Of, uh, arsenic not that horses. It, <laughs> <laughs> not that they ever enforced that, but that, uh, sorry, in, um, um, in condone that, but that was the reality of, of what was their, their time. And you just don't hear about it. This is just not something is written really in the historical text, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe because it was probably the norm. Yeah. And these prohibitions you know? on, on abortion are not going to end abortions. No, of course. It's just it's going to make going it more dangerous. safe abortions. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- you know, people will be forced to take chances and, uh, you know, more, you know, shiftier conditions. And yeah. It's just not going to end abortion. Yeah. It's just not. And nobody wants to see a you know, backstreet um, coat hanger thing happening. It's just yeah. going to make it worse. You know, well, yeah. people are going to die. Actual, yeah. you know, people. <laughs> yeah. Fetuses. Well, those two, you know. Yeah, well, that's the point, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But um, just give people a proper access to birth control. Yeah, if you, you, don't know, want help to have, you don't want to have an abortion, don't have an abortion. Yeah. What happened yeah. to this? You know, don't make decisions for other people. Christ. Yeah. Stop. And and we're talking, we're you know, uh, well, uh, uh, on that topic kind of thing. But there's an interest for men too, right? Like, um, there is. For for a woman who does who wants who doesn't want a pregnancy, and um, you know, like, say a woman wants to have that pregnancy go through, but the man has no. Um, interest in in um supporting that right there's an unfairness there i'm not going to be popular for saying that but you know (laughs) send Send your readies to (laughs) 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 legion of reason.com randy at no i'm kidding are you you, are we going into a men's rights advocacy here well i think there are men's rights (laughs) that need to be upheld i'm not an you know like (laughs) Heretic. <laughs> no, there are yeah, you know there human are rights. There are human rights the other way too, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. There are men who want to be actively involved in, in raising their child. Yeah. And they should be allowed to have that opportunity. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. You know, it's, well, it's tough, but you know what? Life's tough. That's life. <laughs> life's tough. Yeah. Life is suffering. I mean, that's, you know, the Buddha. Oh, you're such a Catholic. <laughs> no, no, is it Buddhist. redemptive suffering? <laughs> Life is suffering. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you can alleviate the suffering of others around you, do it. Actually, that was also a line from uh, John Wick 3. But... Okay. Uh, yeah, con oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I'll forgive you for not knowing that <laughs> reference. You, it, It's not your kind yeah. of movie. It's definitely mine. <laughs> You know, the body I've count has to be of... real high, and then I get it. It maintains my interest. Uh, I love I've been the... introduced to to uh, Martin, sorry, Martin, Martin. Um, what the hell? You're, I, I'll give you an A for effort. You just <laughs> Rick and Norton. Rick and Morty. Thank you, <laughs> Norton. Yeah, yeah. Rick and Morty. Morty. That was fun. You, yeah. you should watch Rick and Morty. You'll like that. It's funny. I've seen a few episodes, and it was oh, funny as okay. hell. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really like that. Uh, hopefully a new season someday. Uh, cool. Yeah. We have no idea when, but probably not till next year. Uh, yeah, so that's all I got to say. Yeah, me too. I'm out of words. This is something I'm not used to. Um, I guess I could promote the American Humanist Association's conference coming up on... Uh, Sorry, I want to. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not prepared for this, but um, it's a distributed kind of thing across several platforms. So you can sign in for free to watch, or you can actually attend a venue. There's like okay. five, five venues. I will be in California on, I believe it's June 8th. My home. And, uh, My ancestral what's up? My ancestral home, California. Cool. Yeah, that's where a lot of my family is, but unfortunately, not so close to me. <laughs> hmm. It's a. You know, a greater alley is really big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big state, but yeah. Yes, it is. A beautiful state. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. That drive along the coast from like Vancouver down. Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh my god. The one one. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a through uh, Long Big Sur and that kind of thing. Yeah. Even the drive from Calgary to um, Vancouver is beautiful. Yeah, but it's so damn long. So, <laughs> it is long. Crow, as the crow God, flies, it, it's like really short, but uh, yeah, cars, cars don't fly over mountains very well. <laughs> so. True. And they blow up on the Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, was, my God. No, you didn't. Oh, no. Yeah, the Audis, they had, a, they had some kind of a defect. I don't know if it was a defect or a design flaw. And the the gas tanks on because of the steep grade of the Coca-Cola, they were they kept blowing up. Wow! Wow! And huh. It was a problem for a while. I didn't know that, but I do yeah, know that. That was when um, the Coca-Cola was first opened. Yeah, uh, which I drove, way. and um, like you know how it does I, I don't know. Trip. Yeah. It does. It was lovely, but um, you know how people's ears get um, you know, if if you're sensitive to pressure. In an airplane, you, like uh, yeah. if I ran, if I land from Calgary to Vancouver, coastal city, fucking hell, my ears just kill me. 
and it's a day before I can actually hear people again kind of thing, right? Same thing happened on the Coca-Cola because it was just that much of a mm. decline, hey? Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was another time that I got stuck in it in the rain at, you know, when it was dark out at night. Oh, my God, there was no place to pull over. It scared the bloody bejesus out of me. So all I could do was follow a truck in front of me that was going like 140 mm. kilometers an hour. I'm just like, stay on track with this guy. And like, oh, my God, when I pulled over, it's like, because there's nowhere to pull over, you know. It's a bit of a scary drive. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think we'll leave it here. And uh, uh, we'll uh, come back in two weeks. You uh, better be two weeks. Because, I mean, the this has been what three weeks since our last potpourri one, and it just got too much. I'm almost kind of reconsidering my decision to do this bi-weekly and go weekly again. Just to okay, yeah. I, I, I am considering that. I have not decided, but uh, I'll see what happens in the next few episodes. I, I think that's a good idea because if we go on for like two hours, three hours, then I know, uh, it's hard to people are less to inclined this. to watch. Yeah, uh, it might even be attention deficit disorder runs rampant <laughs> it might even be worthwhile world. to chop things up into like 10 15 minute segments and putting oh, those out there and too, right yeah i hear you forget yeah no, yeah no. i thought about scripting it and that's just way too much work yeah so yeah. no <laughs> anybody want to volunteer it's gonna be the <laughs> off the cuff you know it doesn't allow yeah. for spontaneous spontaneous responses and you know, I I know what I want to say, and uh, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but, but just like chop everybody. it up after the fact into smaller increments, and you know, people oh, yeah, will pick it, their. Yeah, you know that you have to find this happy medium between under under uh, what scrutinizing not the topic, the subject. yeah, and yeah, and over and and basically beating it to death. Uh, there's got to be a medium in between there, and I'm, I'm, I think we largely find that that's true yeah and yeah we're not getting into the minutiae and getting pedantic even though i am an actual pedant uh, <laughs> not pederast, not me pedant okay <laughs> i'm just a uh you know i'm an asshole but i'm not like a really bad person but Anyway, okay, yeah. let's leave it here. I'm going to go to bed. I, I am okay. feeling well, and uh, it's time to go. So I think we'll close this out. Say good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us, everybody. You've been listening to the Legion of Reason Diversion coming to you from Alberta, Canada. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to our bi-weekly podcast on iTunes and other podcatchers. Even better, subscribe to our YouTube live sessions where you can join in on the discussion. Thanks for giving us a listen. Music and other sound effects under license from audioblocks.com.